This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. Welcome back. You are listening Top of the Hour on WMSC Upper Montclair. And this is Match Week. Guys, today is a special day. Because not only are we on late, usually we're here 10 to, 10 to 12, but instead we're here 12 to 2. But also, we have a guest who hasn't been on in nearly a year. It is Ali Kafel? Ali, say what's up. How you doing, brody? Hey, how's everyone doing? Happy, happy to be here, Artie. Thanks for having me. We got Ali, we got Ali. And then we also have Artie, um, different Artie, wannabe Artie, but it is what it is. We have Artie Mustafa. Artie, say what's up. Hey, what's going on? I'm the real Artie. Um, okay, no, 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 no. There's no, there's no real Artie, okay? <laughs> no, nah, man, I appreciate you having me on. I've been- anytime, anytime. For the audience reference, just letting you know, um, growing up, there's also been a third Artie we had to deal with. So, in case you're wondering, our friend group, we just call each other by last names. No one has the first name anymore. <laughs> just, just for reference, just to get some clarification. But anywho, no more stories. Into the big game news, guys. Weekend has been ridiculous for results. Now tell me, which one do you want to go over that has been, would you consider most impactful? Because I think there's three different results this weekend that really define how crazy the Premier League is going to be. Because we had Newcastle tying 3-3 with Man City. We had Chelsea getting demolished 3-0. And we had United making a bounce-back victory over Liverpool winning 2-0, uh, 2-1. We could, well, which one would you like to cover first, boys? Um, I think we could start with uh, the United game. Maybe I'm I'm biased here because okay. United so Man City here. game we're gonna do first. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was gonna okay, happen. dude. So Man City, it was an absolutely insane result for Newcastle. Newcastle was up. What was it? Three one. Three one. Yeah. The Man City came back. I mean, dude, I, I look at Holland when he plays, and like the fact that when he misses, he just smiles and laughs because he knows he's gonna make the next one. Is like that's like some like psycho striker type thing going on right there. Yeah, his mentality is great, and I think, you know, he he's not gonna score every game, but he's gonna finish. He's gonna have games where he scores a hat trick. He's gonna finish. He's gonna finish with a golden boot. I think. I mean, it's just it's just inevitable in my opinion. No, yeah, we talked about this on the show before. He's a minimum, at minimum, gonna have seventeen Premier League goals. Minimum. Uh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were For discussing sure. that. Now people were wondering if he's gonna be a twenty-plus goal striker a year, and at first we weren't sure because. 28 in the Bundesliga, yes, is impressive, but it's it's still the Bundesliga. And seeing his form transfer over to Man City, being such a ball-dominant side, and granted, yeah, they almost choked the game on the weekend. Do you think that that's because they're adjusting to a new system, or is it because they're adjusting to a new type of team that they have? Because there's no more Sterling. Uh, Zinchenko's gone. Uh, I'm trying to think. They just brought in also uh, Calvin Phillips. They brought in Sergio Gomez at left back. So what, what are we thinking about this team right now? Um, I think it's still going to take some time for Holland to get really into it and get perfect chemistry with the team. Um, I also think it's highly dependent on what happens with Bernardo Silva to see if he leaves to Barcelona. I think that's it's not a huge loss, but he just gives you so much going forward. And I think he's a vital part of the team, but they're going to be okay. I mean, I still have them as my league winners personally still, even though... 
you know, they had a, a draw against Newcastle. I don't think it's that telling of their team. But. I'm going to say this right now. If Barcelona signed Bernardo Silva, I hope they crash and burn, uh, they go bankrupt, <laughs> and that the club just fails. That's that's my only hope right they're now. They're already heading down that path. Yeah, but I, I, want, I want it to happen even faster <laughs> yeah. if they somehow get Bernardo Silva. Because it, it's just it's ludicrous what they've been doing. Yeah. But yeah. I, have to, I have to ask you guys one question. Do we think that Kyle Walker is slowly starting to age out now? Because that game on the weekend, St. Maximin, uh, Willock, these these guys were just burning him on pace. The, the one thing I will say is, in regards to Kyle Walker, um, I think that we just got to start giving credit to these Premier League teams like Newcastle. Oh, yeah, of you know, course. Like yeah, Alan yeah, yeah, St. Maximin, yeah, 100%. you know, yeah, Walker, maybe you could say he might be dropping off, maybe not. I mean, for me, I still see he has that speed. He's got that strength. Um, his IQ is definitely a lot better than it used to be mm-hmm. under Pep. But, yeah, I mean, he did kind of struggle against Alan St. Maximin, but St. Maximin is going to make any defender struggle one-on-one. Yeah, but so. also also Joe Willock, he's not known yeah. to be a fast player. I think that's the point I'm trying to make is yeah. that do we think that Kyle Walker needs to start focusing on a new role within that team? Because if you have someone like a Sergi Gomez ready to be deployed, you're going to have him and Cancelo as like wingbacks, and you have him start playing with him then, uh, as a third center back. I mean, it could be an option now, because Kyle Walker is still yeah. a phenomenal player. It's not like he's like broken knees, like game over for him. I just don't think he has that pace anymore to do what he used to do. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's definitely not as fast as he was when he was when he first came to City and when he was at Tottenham, but I, I, I still think he looks good. I mean, I th- look at Ali said, I think most... Right backs, most defenders are not going to look great against St. Max. He was on fire that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just so quick. His feet are so quick. His speed is quick. His vision's crazy. So I, I wouldn't put too much um, weight on that performance. I say let's give it a few games to see how he plays against other teams. Because St. Max is he's just he's a great player. Yeah. And then I uh, I'm trying to think now because this Man City team. We always talk about how fans complain about the money spent and stuff like that, but we see this as a team that always spends money well. Like, granted, don't get me wrong, like, $100 million for Draculish is stupid on its part. Like, it doesn't make sense, but still, having someone as that versatile option off the bench, Calvin Phillips, they got for $50 million as a bench player. Uh, someone like the F- Phil Foden's coming out of their academy now just comes to show, like, what kind of talent they have at their disposal. Yeah, I mean, they, they, Calvin Phillips starts for most teams in the prime, in my opinion. Yeah. I think so, he starts for everybody bar City, just because of Rodri. That's yeah, the way it he's is. He's a great player. I mean, to have him on the bench, and I don't know how many games he's going to play this season. I still want to see him play like a full 90 to really see how he plays this year. But for City players, it usually finds what they're about in the second season. Like, that's why I say, like, Grealish, this yeah. is the most important season for him. We'll see how he plays. Well, do you think that Grealish ever gets played right? Because we always talked about how at... At uh, Aston Villa, he was always flexing between like a center attacking mid as a left wing. Where do we see him thriving more in the City team? Because now with Holland um, at the forefront, do you want somebody, let's say like a Phil Foden, playing out wide more? Or do you want to invest more in Jack Grealish in that spot and have Foden sort of be phased into more of a center attacking mid role for the one eventual day that Kevin De Bruyne is not playing for Man City anymore? Because Phil Foden is the one for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Grealish's best position is on the left. And like you said, he even when he's on the left, he plays like that free roam kind of style mm-hmm. of play. Um, I'm sure Pep is drilling it down to them that now that they have Holland, that the focus should be to get him the ball. You know, the yeah, whole because, point of, of him being yeah, yeah. the striker is like, you got to give him the ball, give him chances to score. Um, so 
I, I don't know if, if necessarily like Foden's going to slot into that cam role. I think, like you said, if De Bruyne is not playing, I could definitely see Foden mm-hmm. back in that cam role. Um, but yeah, I think Grealish on the left is great. That's the thing about City. Like We're talking about several players where we're like, okay, what's the p- best position for this guy? And could we put Foden in cam and, and all this? And it's like, it's just ridiculous how many players they have at their disposal. Like Pep's job is so easy right now, in my opinion. Well, you yeah, know? because so easy. this City team is sort of adjusting, right? Because they're so used to having a spread out goals everywhere team to now they have someone at the forefront, like an actual like center forward, like bagging goals. Yeah. And this is this is sort of the adjustment period we're seeing because someone like a Holland now is bringing so much attention to the position. He's pulling center backs out of position and everything, where now it's making space for even somebody of the likes of a Ilkay Gundogan to just fill in that space, score a goal, or De Bruyne from distance just to bag one in. It's, it's going to be a really interesting season for City because it's either going to be a consistent... 3-3 a 3-3 draw against teams like Newcastle or it's going to slowly slowly turn into an actual like ball diamond side even more so than what we've seen before because we've seen it before with like a Sergio Aguero up top where it was sort of like a smaller striker like he would sort of hold the ball off try to lay it off to everybody everybody's going to score to where now it's going to be somebody where they better be getting 20 plus goals yeah, I agree. I mean, they're just like like Aliyah said, they're so spoiled. I mean, they're, like their their second eleven could get like top seven in the Premier League. Oh, easily. It, it's crazy how stacked they are. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, they just have so many options at the top. They all can score up front. Grealish can score. Foden can score. Holland can score. So can score. So they, I can see a, a scenario where Holland scores twenty and De Bruyne still scores like 12, 13. But here's we're also forgetting the name of Riyad Mahrez. Like we yeah, haven't not Morris. we haven't yeah, mentioned him once. Yeah. Yeah, Julian Alvarez too. <laughs> that Julian is coming Alvarez. in. He, that guy's class. I was mean, saying, really good. City's recruitment, even though people make like make fun of it, saying, "Oh, they spend so much money." Like, guess what? Like, they have money to their disposal, and they're yeah. spending it right. Like, granted, hundred million is not the right amount to spend, but still, they're spending it in the right positions. Well, listen, they did great business selling players this year too. They sold Raheem Sterling for about fifty million pound with one year left on his contract. Yes, yeah. that's impressive. That is crazy because yeah. most most players will just take it on the chin, wait that one season, and leave for the free and get more money. Whereas they're actually able to get a fee for him, which yeah. is unheard of. For someone with one year left on contract, that's incredible. Business. Yes, the great business with Zinchenko. I think they got thirty million for him. Yeah. So their net spend was positive, I believe. But also Gabby Jesus. Gabriel Jesus. That's too. another one. Yeah, yeah. Like if if we look at. Like it's crazy to see because these city players that have now left city, like Raheem Sterling, we always know when he's a decent talent. I've always said he's overrated on the show, but you know that's just me. Uh, but uh, if we even look at the likes of Zenchenko, we see him sort of th- not. I wouldn't. I don't think thriving is the right word, but he's sort of blossoming into the player that he's always wanted to be at City because he can never play in the midfield. Because how are you gonna play over a Gundogan, a Phil Foden? a Kevin De Bruyne, a Bernardo Silva. Like there's no you have no chance of playing in the midfield in that team. And now that we see him as sort of a midfield option for Arsenal, we sort of see like, oh wow, he's actually a decent player. We just never really like saw it. We, you you saw like hints of it when he played for the national team for Ukraine, but now it's it, we see a real player there and we see Gabby Jesus being such a versatile attacker within that Arsenal side. And we even see Raheem Sterling like granted he really didn't show up this past weekend, but Still, these pat- the first two games for Chelsea, he was sensational. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows you how hard it is to get into the City team and how competitive it is. I mean, a lot of their players could branch out to other Premier League teams and do well. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Raheem Sterling, we have to talk about the Chelsea 3-0. Crazy game. Ar- Artie as the—no, not me. Uh, 
Mustafa, as the resident Chelsea fan in the room at the moment, uh, usually we have Besmir with his propaganda. He's the Chelsea politician, <laughs> as I call him. Uh, Artie, tell me what you thought about this weekend. Um, I think we started off okay the first 15, 20 minutes. We, our issue is there's just no goals on this team right now. There's no consistency and there's no goals. I mean, Kai Havertz is known to be a slow starter for every season he's been with us so far, but he's just he's just not he's just not playing as well as he should be. Sterling had an okay game. Um, Gallagher got I think a little too much hate for how he played. Mm-hmm. It's his first full ninety. So for a Chelsea side too, it's Chelsea not even like it's, it's he's betting. Like, yeah, he plays so many games for Palace, but it's, it's not. Yeah, same. but you're betting into a new team, and it's also that Chelsea team. To Chelsea's credit, I don't like defending Chelsea that often, <laughs> but to Chelsea's credit, you were playing a whole new formation. Yep. Yeah. You're playing a four at the back. Do you think that was? I mean, it it was a risk and it failed, as we obviously saw. But do you think that that's the way to go for Chelsea, or is five at the back the only way that team's no, going to be able to play? I think five at the back's the way to go, depending on how the injury situation looks like. Yeah. Because. If, like I said, Koulibaly is going to be out for next game, I don't know how we're going to line up next game. Maybe four in the back? I don't think so. But I, I, my main concern is I hate seeing Reese James playing in the back three. We, I need to see, I want to see him play a right wing back. He just yeah, gives yeah. us so much more going forward. Ruben's been playing okay right wing back. Nah. We're just so much better. I'm sorry. Ru- uh, no, Ruben Loftus Cheek okay. should not be a wing back. No, he's not. He but, is not good enough to play in that Chelsea midfield. Uh, there's no excuse for Ruben Loftus Cheek to be in this team right no, now. No, but what, when he's been playing right back this game and last game, he wasn't terrible, in my opinion. But Reese James needs to play right wing back. He gives us so many good deliveries going up front. Defensively, he's unbelievable. I mean, if you yeah. want right back, we got we got Aaron Wampasaka for you. If you want, you can take him. Uh, I think we'll <laughs> f- take Reese James. F- f- fifty mil, if you want, just give us cheeky fifty, 50 mil. mil. Don't worry, bro. Looking at McGuire, I was almost pulling oh, my please, head please, out. please. We will <laughs> we, 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 we will pay we will pay you guys money to take <laughs> McGuire. I beg you, I beg you, please. Yeah, what's funny is a lot of United fans have that same mindset of like we beg Chelsea fans to take him or Chelsea to take him, but it's like if you actually think about it, McGuire would actually play pretty well in that system because no, he's no. Cut, what do you mean already we'll he's suited he to plays. back three yeah, but it doesn't matter exactly. it doesn't matter what do you mean? he's a liability chelsea cannot afford to have liabilities well, in their team right now dude no, but we're structured well where center like mediocre center back can still do well in our system yeah but chelsea i don't think has had a mediocre mediocre center back in I a agree. long time i agree but they have it's like That's trevor chalaba who looks good in the back three and he he's a good player Chalo's but he's good. not he but he's young. Yeah. I mean, he's here's the thing. I talk about this with Besmi all the time. He's like, yeah, you know, it's good that Chelsea's able to turn over youth talent, but letting go of a Tamori, letting go of a Gehi, letting go of a Livermento, letting go of players of even Rudiger and Christensen. I mean, granted, at the time, you guys were under uh, sh- uh, strict restrictions and you couldn't really renegotiate contracts after a certain point. But still, it's... It's the point of the fact that it had to wait so long to fix these issues with such important players in the team. No, I think the Rudiger situation was an utter disaster on Chelsea's part. You knew that you were going to have to pay a big transfer fee to replace him. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You The reason we didn't sign him is because we didn't want to pay his wages. I think he wanted £250,000 a week. Guess what? You paid $40 million for Koulibaly. He's older, and his wages are higher than Rudiger's would have been if he re-signed him. Yeah. So wow. it made no sense. Yeah. Rudiger was Chelsea through and through. He was one of our best players last season. It was it was a terrible move. But I, I think he's great, but... Do, do you think that's because of it's under new ownership and different people running it now? Because under a Todd Bowley, he's willing to spend that money. He doesn't care. But at the time, when you have a whole different Chelsea recruiting staff, they wanted to sort of pay it differently because they had a they had a wage structure they had things how they wanted whereas now it's sort of all like willy-nilly like things are like sort of like in the air trying to figure it out how it's going to work 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hard on negotiations with players. They don't yeah. like giving into players' demands all the time, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you, you just knew you are going to have to replace them with an expensive center back, so it made no sense for well, me. Well, here's the thing. If there's one person in this room who deserves to hate Barcelona right now, it is Chelsea fans because... Well, well, yeah, but, like, here's yeah. the thing. They've taken at least three of your transfer targets. Oh, no, I wish you nothing <laughs> with the word. I wish you nothing with the word. Jules Koundé, um, you, I think you guys were linked to Kessier at first, but he signed the free with uh, Barcelona. Took Christensen from you. Yeah, well, they, can have, they can have Christensen. I hope he gets tummy X before every game. <laughs> but I hope we versus him. I hope we get paired up with him in the knockout stages of the Champions League just to demolish mm, him. That'd be so. Yeah, uh, I mean, that'd be a great the Kunde thing was rough, but I think that was more on us than Barcelona stealing him because we could have locked that up earlier in the summer. Yeah. But we were playing games. We were talking about Skriniar, Kempe. You could have Kunde. Yeah. Rafinha. Yeah, just, that was that was rough. Just pay the money. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing though. It's like. Who do you think is more desperate for center backs right now, United or Chelsea? Uh, that's a good <clears throat> question. I'd say... I don't know. I think you could go both ways. Uh, I would go Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. I would go Chelsea. Just because they yeah. lost so many and yeah. they have to bet in so many more. Exactly. I think that's the bigger issue there. But here's my question. Milan Skriniar, one of probably the best center backs... In, in world football at the moment, right? He's always a solid performer. How is he still at Inter Milan, I want to know? How is nobody just like, you know what? We'll spend $88 million on Maguire, no problem. But, oh, $65, $70 million for Skriniar? Oh, it's a risk. Like, why why are clubs not bi- biting in for this player? I don't, I don't understand it, too, because I know the two major teams that were looking at him were PSG and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And United think, were in for him as well, but we got told no. We, we were straight told yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, when you're out of Champions League football, it's hard to try players. Well, like no, 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 no. United offered $80 million and they were told no. <laughs> That's the crazy. crazy thing. Yeah, I mean, what, what was the price like Inter were having on, like, $70 Inter, million? It, no, Inter said, like, 85 for English clubs and then 70 for yeah, European I mean, clubs. They, these clubs are just taking advantage of Premier League clubs Absolutely. at this point. Well, because, dude, I mean, Premier League clubs, look at, like, how much a club like Nottingham Forest have spent. Granted, they spent well. They bought in 12 players mm-hmm. to help bring in a team that has to adjust to Premier League football. I mean, but still, the fact that when once you get into the Premier League, the money is yours. Like, you, you're able to spend a decent amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with Skriniar, um, Inter at a, are at a point right now where they also need center backs. And if they were ah. to sell their... Yeah, no, they do. Because, think about it. They have Bastoni, Skriniar, um, DeVry. And, and DeVry, right? But I don't think on the bench they have another, like... I mean, I'm sure they have center backs on the bench, but what I'm saying yeah, but is... For, to, it, for Italy, it's a bit different, though, no? Because, like, they don't play as many games as other leagues. They have... They, Inter does have Champions League, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's not... As, the league's not as intensive as, let's say, a Premier League or anywhere else. Like, Koulibaly even made the point. He's like, I've been cramping more in these practices alone yeah. just because the style of play is way higher tempo it's way more aggressive and I have to adjust to it now someone who's considered a top talent in in the city yeah. so it's something that we have to sort of like you know shift sideways with and adjust to yeah it's a different sense in the Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely Kulibaly even like you said Kulibaly says it's going to take him a while to get adjusted to it he's been playing good but it, it, take, it takes time it's a tough league. That's he why goes, I see, that's why some players are love in the I low key feel bad for Koulibaly because he goes from scoring a banger for Chelsea to like tie up the game to like just being red carded. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's no it, that's that that's that's, that's that is just Koulibaly in a nutshell. That's that's the best way to explain him. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, we could really use them against Leicester coming up, but we'll see. I'm interested to see how we line up against Leicester. Leicester is going to be an interesting game. Um, I mean, here's the thing. A lot of teams have a, a lot of interesting games after. I mean, City, they're going to have an easy next game, I, I can see. Uh, 
of course, you guys have Leicester, and then United has Southampton. Yeah. And knowing United will probably just lose after that game. That's yeah. just that's just United well, fashion. Last season, you drew them both times. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll probably lose the game. Uh, but anyways, talking about United, Liverpool two one. Ha ha! Eat it. How about that, Liverpool fans? Ha ha! That's all I gotta say. Um, that's the only time I'm gonna enjoy a United game this season, probably. But it is what it is. So United two one. Ali. Yeah. Obviously, us three United fans. For once, there's a United majority in the studio. I'm very, very happy about this. What do you think about this game this past weekend? I thought from minute one, United showed... And you know what? Before I say this, this is crazy crazy to say because of what we've seen in the past year and a half with this squad. Yeah. I thought from minute one, United had crazy intensity mm-hmm. running at everything putting in tackles challenges they surprisingly showed that they wanted this game more than Liverpool yeah as crazy as it sounds because Liverpool's teams you know Klopp the way he drills them the way he coaches them is like you got to run more than everyone else you got to be sprinting you got to be pressing you got to make your opponent super frustrated and that's what we did to Liverpool which is shocking and I think that you know, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I think this game against Southampton, this is when we start to kick on now. Ali, this all, is when all we I know is that every, every time I'm positive by May United, it always goes sideways. So I'm going to try to be proven wrong and be sure that I'm a, I'm a bad fan than always having too high of hopes for them. I'm telling you, <laughs> United season kicks on now. No, it's going to kick on I now. I mean, here's the thing, right? I don't know how the season is going to go just because we have so many unresolved issues in the team. Yeah, We still have to figure out what's going on with Ronaldo. We still have to sign a center defensive mid. Like I don't know why people don't understand that's what we need. Well, we, we need that. We need a center defensive mid. But we got it. I mean... Casemiro. We, I mean, we did. We got He's Casemiro. one of the best in the world, aren't I he? know, but <laughs> I'm just worried. I don't think you understand. I'm worried. Why? Every time United does something, it always looks like it's going to go great. Last season, oh, we got Ronaldo. Oh, we got Sancho. Oh, we got uh, we got Varane. It's going to be a great season. We finished second. Boom. Horrendous season. I, I have to be very careful with my hopes for United because time and time again, I get disappointed. So I have to be very careful with this. Yeah, no, I, I, I would say that's very responsible of you. Because um, what happened last year when we had a United episode? What happened? Yeah. You guys were like, "Oh, this is gonna happen. It's gonna be great. <laughs> we're gonna bounce back." You and Nebby were like, "Oh, it's gonna be awesome." Meanwhile, I'm like, "The the le- the letters are on the wall. It's there. There's an issue. We are all ignoring it. We have to fix it." You guys were like, "No, it's gonna be fine." And what happened? Two weeks later, what'd you tell me? You're like, "You were right." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right. it was it was a crap season, and you know, I, look, I think. So we, you were just talking about Ronaldo. I think that, as crazy as it sounds, I think this team plays much, much, much better without Ronaldo on that oh, side. Oh, my God. And the reason why is you could tell. You know, watch that game, the first 80 minutes or the 80 minutes when Ronaldo's not in there, he's on the bench. Mm-hmm. You could tell there's chemistry, they're passing. They're not looking up and like, oh, I got to get that ball to Ronaldo. The moment Ronaldo comes in, you could even see Bruno, captain. Mm-hmm. He shifted his focus to, okay, let me hit Ronaldo. Let me try to hit Ronaldo with this ball. Let me try to do this. And I think that was our issue last year. The whole attack was based yeah. on Ronaldo. And look, it's happened to other teams before. It's not just United. When Ronaldo went to Juventus, same thing with Juve. They, they the had to do the same thing. Down, he had teammates talking. Down. You know, yeah. after he left Juve, you know, you had Buffon talk about it. I think Chiellini said something where they were like, "Yeah, we had to change our whole style to suit Ronaldo." Which, yes, it can be great when he's banging in fifty goals a year, but 
you cannot put your whole entire team style to one player. Well, that just doesn't There's, there's two doesn't points work. I make about this Ronaldo situation. The first point is that a club like Manchester United, granted we haven't had a cl- like a, a solid club culture in a long time, the one consistent thing about Manchester United is that there's never been a player bigger than the club. Yeah. Like, granted, people always say, like, oh, what about Beckham, like, when he was at his thing? Or what about Wayne Rooney at his prime? Or even when you had players like Zlatan and Cantona. Like, they were still never bigger than the club. Absolutely. And when you have someone like Cristiano Ronaldo, the biggest player in the world, he's bigger than every club in the world. Realistically, he is. He's bigger than a Real Madrid. He's bigger than a Barcelona. Bigger than a Chelsea. Bigger than a Man United. Bigger than a Man City. Anybody. No one compares to a Cristiano Ronaldo. He's the biggest name. He's the most profitable name. And yeah. he's the most marketable name. For sure. Which is the biggest issue for any club. And the... Oh, what was my second point going to be? I forgot it. But just to that point alone, that's why I am of the belief it's either we just terminate his contract or we sell him. Like, that's the, that's the point that has to be at because... He wants to be in the Champions League? Fine, let him go. Let him play at a Borussia or a Sporting Lisbon. Just let him play in the Champions League. But this club cannot afford to keep resetting and redoing everything just because there's one player that they try to conform to. Same thing happened with Pogba. They kept trying to conform to him. Granted, I miss him. Uh, he, I think that... The, I don't. I, I know you don't, but... Don't. There's, there was There's times against Brentford I saw where it's like it was just crying for that nice little Pogba switch to the left field to Rashford, you know? That, you that there, cheeky yeah. little ball. But... That's that's sort of like one of the bigger things that you have to like be worried about for Manchester United. And then secondly, it's like, yes, we, we bring in Casemiro and all this stuff, but there's still the glazes out argument that's out there for United, right? It's like we need a new owner and everything. We need all this to happen, but they're trying to hide it with, oh, we'll spend money if you just leave us alone, you know? Yeah, and, and I think like just a quick point to that is you'll never find this United side or this team have long-term success as long as the Glazers are in this club and owning us. It has to be this time next year the club is sold. And that's when we'll have high hopes for the future. You know, yeah. They have s- destroyed our club and it's time for a change. And yeah, the message will forever be Glazers out. You know. Yeah. So just to switch gears back to the game itself, we talked about Ronaldo and everything uh, about United's issues. Again, I'm sorry, it's a weekly thing, but I have this. This is therapeutic for me. All right, I'm finally able to talk about my issues with my with my longtime lover, my my longest relationship. You know, it's been tough. It's it's a rocky one, but we we move on from it. But that game, do you think that? We were very fortunate for Liverpool to be missing a decent amount of their players. Like, Darwin Nunez was out. Uh, they had injuries to Kanate, uh, Matip, Kieta. I'm trying to think. They were missing one more player. Thiago. Uh, Thiago. Fabinho was technically out, yeah. but he was, on, he was on the bench. They didn't want to risk him getting injured, but he still subbed in. Yeah. Do you think that it was just a perfect storm what happened on the weekend? Like, that it was just Liverpool was missing a lot of players. And that United needed that bounce back. That it was just a perfect mesh of what could have been. I I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, for sure. You know, but also like credit where credit is due. Like United just put in a oh, performance. Yeah. Uh, you know, but a hundred percent. The fact that they had all these injuries and not having Darwin. You know, that hold up player, the guy that can back into Varane or Martinez and hold yeah, that ball. Uh, so yeah, because for sure. Firmino's not going to thrive against those types of center no, backs. No, like. No. And we also saw he was trying to be too overtly creative on the weekend, right? He was doing too much of those flicks, too much of trying to make like a splitting thread the needle pass. It's like yeah. we know Liverpool of when they have to do that and when they don't have to do that. They're really they're a really decisive team. They know when to do it right. But on the weekend, we just didn't see that. 
I will say though, as soon as like Carvalho came on for Liverpool on the second half, I was legitimately worried because as soon as he came in, it was like a whole different game for them. Yeah, he had, he had a big impact, and I just think for Liverpool, I mean, it's going to be tough to be top teams when you have Milner, Henderson, and Elliott in the middle. Yeah. No, Harvey Elliott, I think, was the shining light of that midfield against United. He was the one causing a lot of issues with McTominay, really trying to break balls through. Uh, he's a really good player. I think if I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm upset that Curtis Jones doesn't get minutes in, minutes in this game. Personally, like yeah, I, but, I don't think Milner is anywhere near the capacity to be playing against high level teams anymore. And there's a lot of high level teams in the Prem now. He's too old. He's not fast enough. That Sancho goal we saw. People were trying to blame Van Dyke, but clearly Milner got sold. He got sold to the uh, to his left. Sancho baited out, slotted in the left side, and then Van Dyke can't really step to that goal because he has Bruno Fernandez to his right side. He's worried about the sweat. He has to cover his lines, and then he just gets split apart. Yeah. I, know, I feel like Van Dyke could have done a little bit more on that goal. Like, I feel like he was it's, a bit stationary there. But yeah, like you said, Milner is not enough. No. You you need more depth. I don't know if they'll make another signing this time midfield. You have one week left. I don't see it happening. Liverpool, I think, won't do it because they only spend the money on the right players. Okay. We've seen it they with... They want the perfect player. Yeah, we've seen it with the Salas. We've seen it with Allison save, bro. Yeah. The Allison uh, save. Uh, Erickson, free kick? Yeah. They, they should have gone for Jude. Seriously. No, they wanted they him. Should. No, no, no. no. They, they, they yeah. want, no, they wanted him, but Dorman said no. Really? Dorman, yeah, Dorman uh, said no. But there's a price for everyone. No, but Even if a dude, team says Dorman no. cannot afford to lose Holland and lose Bellingham in one in summer. In one season, yeah. They really Every can't. So they'll yeah. much rather have the one more season of vetting in Jude Bellingham as like a world talent, letting him showcase his talents even more, let him have a World Cup year, and then make a boatload of money off of him. They're smart. They know. Yeah. Plus, they, uh, Dartmouth's also had a phenomenal window. They brought in 12 players. Yeah. Granted, Daniel Mallon, let's hope he... Uh, uh, no, was it? Um, Seb Haller, I'm sorry. Yeah, testicular cancer. Right. Yeah. Testicular cancer. Yeah, yep, I mean, let's hope he recovers. But, yeah. like I'm saying, Liverpool, Jude Bellingham, not going to happen. They do need a center mid signing, but Liverpool always spend the money on the right player, not on just anybody. Yeah, and I don't even think there's anybody in the market that they could really bring in to fill in there because when you have a Fabinho full health... When you have a Tiago, your starting midfield is going to be a Fabinho, Henderson, and Tiago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that game. Yeah, they had a weak midfield, um, Liverpool, but United did look really good in my opinion. Yeah. As much as I hate to say, I love to see your downfall. <laughs> but yeah. they played great. I think a huge aspect of that was Old Trafford was on fire. Yeah. The second the whistle blew, Old Trafford was on fire. I felt like you guys had twelve men on the pitch, and I'm not saying the ref, Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, electric. Absolutely. I mean, every sprint they made, you hear the, there was rolling. It was it might have been an earthquake there. It was, it was amazing. crazy. Well, you you did see the performance dip from the fans as soon as seventieth minute the walkout started. There was I think half the stadium walked out, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Was it really? Well, the, there was I, I saw people walking out on the screen, but I never got told the number because the media likes to hide it. But interesting. I mean, there, there was a lot of people already protesting outside that yeah. didn't go in. You know, there was there there was I think numbers were. You know, outside the stadium, above like ten, fifteen thousand. Yeah, I mean, they were just. I don't think it'll ever come into fruition where like they empty out Old Trafford for a game. No, because yeah. there's too many casuals. There's way Goldberg too many casuals. Whatnot, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah, there's too many fans there. Yeah, but just talk about the United performance. I think one of the starlets of that game was Malasia. Yeah, my God, it's unbelievable. Luke Shaw, be scared. Because, oh. like, Harry Maguire has an easier chance to get back to this team than you do with Malasia. It's actually crazy. And don't get me wrong, I am a Luke Shaw lover. I defend Luke Shaw every single day on this ep- on this, on this this podcast. Every time we have a Besmeron, we talk about Ben Chilwell. 
I said, look at the Euro. Look what Luke Shaw did. Only won the score in the final. Keep talking. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, he has been on a, on a decline recently. He has been performing well. And uh, Tyrell Malasia just looked electric on the weekend. Uh, Martinez, him him and Malasia linked up well. Alanga, wow. Just wow. Like uh, Last season, I thought I was impressed. He looks even better than he did last season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I mean, like you said, Malasia, Martinez, uh, Ilanga. Ilanga is just electric now. Like his pace. Yeah. I mean, Alexander Arnold could not. He couldn't handle him. He, he couldn't handle him. You know, that goal, you know, Ilanga sort of created, a, you know, that per- Erickson yeah. pass and then Ilanga kicked it in. Um, but yeah, to go back to Malasia, uh, that kid just has hunger fight he you know even when Salah beat him a couple times he just didn't give up he went straight for the slide and took him out and the ball Malasia's a star in the future here's that's, my that's question calling were, right were you scared about, about McTominay playing at all during the game I was but I have to be fully honest I did not think he was that bad he I wasn't really that bad I, I but didn't. I really wish Donnie just played I like I don't <sighs> get I don't get it Don, I don't get it how is he not getting minutes yeah, Artie you gotta realize it's three different managers that haven't been playing and Ten Hag exactly. had a good good relationship yeah. with him at Ajax but if three managers and even at Everton he didn't no, have but we, no but no Everton he got injured but when him and Deli Ali came in, it was the sole reason why they didn't get relegated. Because they had no strikers, they were the only creative midfielders, and they were actually able to assist goals over Charleston. So, Donny Van de Beek is a class player. Yeah, but with Casemiro coming in, I don't see him getting up. Oh, no, if Casemiro was in, there's no way. He, I can see him rotating out for an Erickson maybe, because Erickson still does have a heart condition. We don't. We don't want to hurt the poor guy. He looks great. Though. He looks he great. Look like oh he my! I know he doesn't. He <laughs> looks electric. Yeah. Oh my god! But I think with the customer selling, it brings you some stability that you guys really need. I'm just. I'm just wondering how you guys. How, what do you guys think? How do you think you line up? How does that mid three look? Um, it's going to be Erickson, Casemiro, Fernandez. But Erickson and Casemiro next to each other. Double pivot. I don't think it's going to be double pivot. Really? You think Casemiro behind Erickson? Do you know what I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be Casemiro playing as a deep six, and that. Fernandez is going to be playing box to box, and that okay. Erickson's going to be allowed to have that free roam leeway of just creating passes and springing balls. Because if you look at United team, every time that's worked, like for example, when when uh, Mourinho got second place that season, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why it worked so well is because we had Matic, who was still decent at the time, yeah. covering that center defensive midfield spot. You had someone in the likes of Paul Pogba just springing balls loosely, and then you had that box to box midfielder, Ander Herrera. Yeah. Like it was it was a perfect combination of players that we see works time and time again, no matter what team it is. Even for Chelsea. With Chelsea, when you have a Conte, Kovacic, and uh Mason Mount playing, you see you have that box to box defensive midfielder, you have that free roaming uh, you have that free roaming ball player, then you have that center defensive midfielder. It, it only works out for no matter what team it is. Yeah, it gives it gives your team so much more flexibility. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I think Casemiro. I know he's thirty and you pay a lot for him, but you'll get some good years out of him. Well, yeah. At this point, I think for him, it's nice stopgap for the next two years until we find the right replacement. Even though I think Indeed he's the right replacement personally, I would love to have Wilfred Indeed in my club. Really over? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Not I, over uh, Casemiro, but I'm well, saying if if because Ca- the thing is that. Casemiro only came because of high wages, which is what worries me a bit. Cause I don't because don't get me wrong, he's still gonna be a professional, I think. I think he's still gonna play the game. But when you bring in a player based off the wages, based off of how they want to play like that, it's it, it's a little concerning. Yeah, I think it, a wages are definitely part of it, but I think it was more so like 
Real Madrid had Camavinga coming in, two many coming in. They were coming for a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Was, uh, Valverde, like yeah, yeah. like. But yeah, I mean, he's a good signing. He gives you stability, and there wasn't much better in the market for you guys. Ah, uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Maybe Mate- like a Mateus Nunes or something. No, Mateus Nunes, I think, is confirmed going to Wolves. No, he's at Wolves now. I'm just saying your potential options. Early on. Yeah, I mean, Customer. Ruben Neves, Wilfred Ndidi, Conrad Limer. Like, why is no one going in for him? Honestly. I don't know. Like, if I'm a Liverpool, if you want a stopgap player, that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Someone who's who would be more than decent enough for Liverpool. But I do have to say, if there's one person that filled my heart, it was Anthony Martial. He looks like the Martial of yesterday. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, Martial just uh, – you could tell when he – when halftime, you know, after halftime, Elanga came off, Martial came in. Um, he was like the glue for that attack. Uh, he, I mean, look, he does not, you know, like you look at Martial and you're like, this isn't the biggest guy you see, but he's really good at holding that ball up, you know, and behind him is Van Dyke or Joe Gomez. And then he'll twist, turn, dribble, you know, give the pass. If Martial plays like this all season and hopefully he just stays injury free, that's the big issue with Martial is yeah. he's not always available. Um, I, I can see like a really good season well, from him. Because think about that twenty twenty one season. That was a Fernandez Martial show. Like it everyone was. forgets how great Martial was that season. I think Sevilla him going on loan was a wake up call for him. Yeah. I, I think that 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 little loan spell sort of made him realize like this is my only chance. Like no one wants to buy me. Sevilla doesn't want to re up my uh, my loan. Uh, I have to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, I think what happened to Sevilla showed him that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah, he had a good. He was the one that assisted Rasha, right? That, that yeah, ball, yeah, that was that what ball. a ball. Yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, that was he. He played it good. I mean, I think he loves performing against Liverpool. Like his first game, first game oh, ever in the Premier League, just tears Liverpool apart. He loves playing against Liverpool. That's when we fell in love with him. <laughs> exactly. Like, it was from that moment that goal he scored. Oh my goodness! It was. I just say the commentator for that game was a bit biased because like he's like, oh Martial, what a sensation! <laughs> wasn't goal. it? Wasn't it? Uh, ben, ben Teke, no, Benteke gets a gets a bicycle kick. It's like, oh yeah, what a great goal from. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah. or like, don't get me wrong. I love Martial, but that bicycle kick was actually just insane what oh, he just yeah. did. Yeah, <laughs> but absolutely. anyways, back to the game at hand. The game, the team's looking good. Jaden Sancho, I mentioned it a bit earlier with how he twist turned that Liverpool defense, but my God, is he looking revitalized? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sancho, it's it's about time because look, last season, you know, everyone was complaining and you know shouting for a great Sancho performance. And we weren't really getting. It. I mean, we got a couple, a couple, but yeah. but we were from for that price tag and what we saw at Dortmund. It's like we we needed to see that translate. Do you do you think that was the Ronaldo effect? Do you think that because he came into the team, it was hard for players like that to adjust? It, it could be that, but for me, I think it was more so of him adjusting to the Premier League. Okay, you know, to go from Bundesliga to, to Prem, Prem and then tough. just yeah, expect yeah, yeah. the kid to go and break not, defenders. Yeah, I would say like not not, not, not everybody's a Holland. They can't just switch leagues and Ex- have fun. Exactly. Know? So I think. But yeah, now this is the season where he kicks on and shows us more of these performances, hopefully. Yeah. I'm trying to think, because we had the two goals. The second goal, was it offsides? No. Artie? 100%. I don't know how you see that and not call it offsides. Am I <laughs> Do you think that it was just the angle that the camera was showing us? Because... The because f- the way because the way how I saw it when the when the game was the ball was being played and everything the foot looked level with the defender but when you see it in that replay and they sort of like tilt the camera a bit it does look offsides I agree yeah camera angle is gonna be deceiving but exactly yeah 
I mean, that, that's like a standard camera angle they use for most of them. That's the thing. Well, do you think that they're, they're messing up again with yeah, VAR? I wouldn't doubt it. I'm not the fan. I'm, yeah, I'm about to say. 100%. But I, I, th- I personally thought it was offsides. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know. L- look, the thing is, VAR did. So, offside is determined, you know, when it goes to VAR. The ultimate decision comes down to that line that's yeah, drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Had this been last year or two years ago, that 100% would have been called outside. Why? The line would have been a lot thinner, you know? Mm -hmm. And then IFAB, which is the Referee Association for FIFA, decided that, okay, when we draw that VAR line, that line can be thicker. And that's exactly what they did. So that's why when you'd see that replay, they drew that line. You're it was just a like, thicker line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like okay, he's off. I mean, he's onside. And then, but then if you did that thinner line, then yeah, I guess that's when you could say, yep, he's clearly offside. So I don't know. I, I thought he was onside. That's my bias kicking in again. All I have to say is that <laughs> just for quick context, Artie and I, we do well, Artie and Artie, we do. <laughs> we do a fantasy Premier League, and this morning our group chat for that Premier fantasy Premier League was going off because of a certain somebody. I was absolutely loving it; it was great. I was just sitting there in the background, just like you know, twiddling my fingers, saying, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it was he's great. A, he's, a, he's a troll. He's a troll, and we love it. Um, but here's the thing: if you're a Liverpool fan, are you worried, or do you think this was a good thing for them? It was sort of like a wake up call, like, hey, you have to be playing better because they drew their first two games. And they lost the third. I think there's some real worry there. I agree. Three games in a row, you drop seven points. Were there two? They have two points now. Two points. You drop seven points three. in three. Every point counts. Yep. In the beginning season. of the Every, season, yes. Well, here's the thing. Do you get mad at Liverpool over the Fulham game, where Fulham are looking like a big threat this year? Mitrovic absolutely did everybody in that. It wasn't even just Van Dyke. He destroyed that midfield. Yeah. He demolished every defender in that in that Liverpool team. Do you think, like, just for that Fulham game, I know with Crystal Palace, red card, tough, Luis Diaz pulled a banger out of nowhere, helped Liverpool out, but for that Fulham game, do you think that they should be doing better against that team? Or is it it's just Mitrovic is a force to be reckoned with this season? No, I think they have to do better against Fulham, and I think... I'm not buying into the Fulham hype. I'm sorry. I'm not buying into the Mitrovic hype. I'm not buying into the Fulham hype. You just don't, you just don't like Serbians. I understand. I'm, I'm an Albanian, but we don't like Serbs. I get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dayan, I'm Serbs. sorry. On record, I'm nothing against Serbs. But no, no. no I, we, I, we, we make the joke all the time here because yeah. one of our co-hosts, Dayan, he's Serbian, and we always make the joke of like, ha, ah, you know, Serb, ha. Yeah. Ah. We grew up with Serbians. We, we love them. Yes. Love Shout out to Dragos, my Serbian yeah, United fan. So, yeah. We love you, buddy. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not buying into the hype. You have to do better. You can't drop points because of this. And the main reason I say Liverpool can't drop these kind of points is there's going to be a point in the season where City play 10 games and they get 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. That's It'll crazy. be in October, November, whenever it is. They're going to play 10 games in a row and they're not going to drop one point. Yeah. And yeah. that that that's where they win the league. I mean, here's the thing. Look at those games against like Bournemouth. Like, City know how to demolish smaller teams. They put them away. Like, do you think... Here's the thing. In my honest opinion, the only weak side I see is Bournemouth. Do you see any other weak sides in this league? Um, Everton when they're away from home. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But yeah. do, do you think yeah, Everton's yeah. going to make that, like, like, 11th hour signing of a striker? Because Dominic Calvert-Lewin is too injury prone. Solomon Rondon obviously can't repeat his form from West uh from West Brom. Like do do you see them getting anybody else cuz they lost for Charleston. First off, real quick, Tottenham Hotspur, oh my god, their transfer business has me going mental. But back to the point. Where do we see we going on with Everton? I don't know. I think a lot of it depends on this Anthony Gordon Anthony Gordon situation. I think if he goes it frees up a lot of money. Listen, I'm a Chelsea fan. I don't not want to pay sixty million for anything. Well, here's the thing, because you because like I think people forget how versatile Cucurella is. 
Like, even though he's a left wing back, he's played left wing most of his career. He's had a couple games where he had to play center back. Like, if you ever need left wing coverage, you have a Cucurella to fill in there as well. Well, I think the, the main viability with Anthony Gordon is he can play a lot of positions up top. Yeah. He can play left, he can. Right wing, he can play in the center, he can play left wing. But we just have, we're just, I don't see him starting for us unless we have some major injuries. Like, he's not going to get in over Gallagher. And Gallagher's a bench player. Yeah, but you, 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 also, you also made the point before we went on air. You have plenty of other players like this in your youth academy. Yeah, I mean, Cobham, we have, I think we have tens of 20s Anthony Gordons at Cobham. I'm about to say, because like, if, if your transfer business shows everything, you clearly have talent there at your youth academy to take advantage no, of. No, I mean, you see, we export so much talent. Look at Tamari, Abraham, Livermento, all these players. Oh, my God. Tam- I completely forgot about Tammy Abraham. Wow, he is killing it for Roma. Yeah, and I think it's I think we did a really good job in having a buyback clause for him because realistically, I think we're end up buying him next season for eighty five million. Uh, you can use him right now. Think about I it. Can't bring him back now. Verner, but... I'm saying Werner's gone. Lukaku, yeah. you guys were able to get well, loan, but you're gonna get rid of him. Uh, what like what other strikers do you have? I think Aubameyang. I think that's that's. I that's think that's the worst move for you guys possible. Listen, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's a bandage on a big wound, but. We need a striker right now. You're, 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 I'm you're, a big fan of Broya. You, I was about to say, you're, you're better off investing in Broya than trying to invest in anyone else. But I think Tuchel's kind of impatient now and wants goals now. Broya, listen, I, I'm Albanian. I love to see an Albanian <laughs> play for Chelsea. I want to see Albanian start and put in goals for Chelsea. And I, I want to see Broya play a full 90 minutes. Because when you come in for 15 minutes, it's tough. You have your nerves, your feet feel heavy. I want to see him play a full 90 before I really... Um, Make my decision on what's gonna happen, but we have a week left. I think you gotta bring a bomb. Do you do you think that Chelsea might have to pull a men's a United States men's national team and just throw Pulisic at striker and see what happens? I don't <laughs> think it'll work. I mean, Pulisic has better, better end product than um, I think Callum Hudson Odoi, but uh, no, I don't think it. I think Broya is the way to go up front. Kai's Kai's. Kaiser's not getting well, it in. I have a question. What's going on with Ziek and Pulisic? Because supposedly Ziek was supposed to go to AC Milan. Pulisic supposedly going on loan to United. What is going on with these players so, for you guys? What I think is Pulisic is going to stay. We're not going to get him to United. We're not. It's just not going to happen. Why not? Z because why would we get him to guys? I mean, we, we wouldn't mind him. I mean, I, of course. You, you, you have a say we'll give, you, we'll give you Maguire, bro. It's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pay you $100 million so you just have a Maguire alone. Oh, That's not even a Pulisic fee. Come on. The Ziek situation, I think it's. I think he's going to go to Ajax, but it depends on yeah. what happens with Anthony. He is so 100%. disrespected. I'm going to say this right now. It makes no sense why he's not starting for the Chelsea team. Well, I'm he, sorry. The thing is, he struggles when we play with five at the back, three at the back. He plays really good when we have four at the back, and we just don't. We don't play that many games with four at the back. Well, I, I think the I think issue is, is I think the issue is that you've been forcing Mason Mount to be playing that like right forward position for so long that you're expecting that you're expecting him to play in that same performance when they're two different players. Yeah. Like Ziek, don't you don't forget that Champions League run you guys had before you got knocked out. Ziek was absolutely sensational he's for you. He's on fire. He's amazing. He's on fire. And I, I, I hate what we did to him, but he's on the way out. I think he's gonna go to Ajax. I mean, what happens to Anthony? They want a hundred million. That's a whole nother issue. Yeah. I can't believe like what these clubs are doing are demanding of Premier League clubs to pay. Dude, look at look, look at Gakpo. Gakpo, they want sixty million. Uh they're apparently they're gonna take like forty. They'll take it. Yeah, but they, but they asked for sixty. Oh, yeah, well, but, but don't, wait, wait, don't forget, are you saying 40 million pounds, pounds or 40 million? Pounds. Yeah, but that's still 60 million. That's my 60 million. Yeah, that's yeah, the point the, I'm trying to make right now. I mean, look, for Gakpo, I would say that, yes, it's still quite high. Like, okay, he plays Eredivisie. I'm going to say this right now. He, we, he we, have, we, have, we have Heath Chong. 
Oh my god. No, 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 no. He uh, was sensational in the championship. Being a, a good championship player is the same as being a good Air Divisi player. I'm saying it right now. Artie, I'm telling you right <laughs> no. now. I have to be fully this is like this is what I think. From our youth attackers, wingers and parts you know, specifically, I think the brightest talent we have is Garnacho. I don't think Chong's gonna make it. I don't think uh, who else we got in those positions. Palestri, Diallo, that we signed them. I don't think they're gonna make it. Bro, Diallo it's, it's is class for Rangers, my guy. Possibly, but not the others. It's it's done. Uh, it's not. I, you see, that's the one part I will have faith in. Uh, I don't know. Already, it's they've had so much. It's been what a couple of years now, and they still haven't broken in. So it well, tells you something. Uh, Palestri just got signed last year, and he got loaned out. Give him no, credit. No, it was two years ago. Uh, COVID doesn't count. Um, oh, you don't count that. <laughs> No, we don't count okay, COVID. Okay. COVID does not exist. No, I'm joking. It does. Um, no, no, no. Please do not take me seriously. I'm making jokes. I swear <laughs> to God, please do not take me seriously. Um, but yeah, okay. So I I still believe in them. I I don't think it's worth spending that $80 million for Anthony, personally. I, I don't think it is. It's not worth it for United. You want me to tell you why I think it is? Why? The manager is asking for it. And you must because he has no other options. You okay. got we have right. not given him any other options. I, that's the biggest well, what you, worry about what's going on right what now. What do you mean other options? He asked for Anthony in the beginning of the window, way before this time. He asked. He said Frankie, Anthony, a striker, which they haven't done yet. So it's not like. Well, that's why I, I personally would want us to invest more in finding a striker than trying to sign Anthony. That's my. That's just but, per, personally how I would see it. And and I get that. And I and. That's also a very important position. But what Anthony brings, look, I don't agree with the price tag. I think 80, 100, even 70 is ridiculous. Yeah. However, this is what happens when you wait for the final two weeks of the window and you want a player. You're going to be charged high amounts. And like Artie said earlier, you know, Mustafa, <laughs> wait, <laughs> just just so everyone knows. Clarification. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like Mustafa said earlier, w- Premier League teams are being taxed like crazy for these players yeah. you know it's like a you know a, a quote unquote tax but um i think the reason why anthony you have to go for it and whatever forget the price tag he's a right winger right plays off the right he's left-footed he's quick he can take defenders one-on-one there's moments he's been doubled and he he still gets past those players and then he hits crosses into the main striker or he can you know curl it he's a great i'm gonna player. say this right now I think he'll be great we used to have a player that was exactly anthony's profile and even better it was daniel james Daniel oh, James, the most disrespected oh, Manchester God. United player. I'm sorry. There was no reason for us to sell him to Leeds. No reason. I think that was some of the best business you guys did. Right. We talked about No, get out of here. We could have used him. Are you serious right now? But Anthony's not going to start. Who's going to start over? What? What do you mean? Anthony's going to start. He's got to start. Where? Where? On the right. That's where Sancho plays. What what do you mean? You put Sancho on the left and you play Rashford striker. You bring in Martial. We just talked about how great of a game Alenga just had. Are we just forgetting about Alenga now? Alenga doesn't start if they bring in Anthony. Yeah, exactly. But I I believe investing in Alenga more than Anthony. Uh, Okay, but Artie, don't you also believe in squad depth? I do. Okay, you bring in Anthony Gakpo, you have depth and attack now. This is what you need. You cannot rely on youngsters to take you to a top four finish. Um, excuse me, excuse four. me. Do you forget 1992, my guy, to 1999? Do you forget that? You're comparing Ilanga, uh, Chong, 
Palestri Diallo to class of 92. Come on, Arnie. I'm not comparing to that. I'm just saying it's Come been on. done before. I'm not comparing. Yeah, but class of 92 is so rare to pull off again. You know, to get that many players out of a class, I mean, it's... That's like a one in a million. Yeah, like... History tends to repeat itself. <laughs> All right. Well, I, mean, <laughs> no, I hope you're right. Okay, right? no, no, no. Okay, look. I'm just going to say... Um, I do think we do need depth. Uh, like Anthony's a great player. I obviously love him. He's always a good player. All jokes aside, I I'm just worried about the price tag because yeah, I don't want to keep. Agree. I just want to keep overpaying for players because Liverpool's obviously been able to get some steals. Uh, teams like City were able to get like Julian Alvarez for only twenty million at Argentina, right? Uh, yeah. Even look at Gravenberch went to went to Bayern for seventeen million. Like young player, too. I'm I, I just get annoyed at paying all these high price tags for no reason when there's clearly good options out there that we just don't want to invest in. Yeah, you know? like if Gavin Bridge came to the Premier League, he would have been a 16 million dollar player. I don't think so. I don't think I, he's 60 I, I million. Agree with not 60 million. That's an exaggeration. But he's not he's not getting sold to Man United for 17 million. No, double. It's just not it gonna happen. At least double. I, I mean, understand. Bayern Munich have money as well, but yet they were able to get these signings. But it's weird. Like I don't understand that. You know, look, the thing is. Give credit where credit's due. Bayern is run. Bayern is run amazingly One well. Of the best run you know teams. they they're run no, the right. Bayern way. Bayern is like the mob. They have uh, they like scare people. I think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> because hey, here here is a footballing con- conspiracy theory. Alvaro Morata is a way to money launder. I'm saying it right now. The amount of times he leaves clubs for the <laughs> 40, million, 50 million, he is money laundering for them. This makes no sense. I think Bayern are the same way. The, the the German the German mob of some sort, you know, like I don't trust it. There's something fishy going on. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, Bayern's such a well well ran club. The the recruitment's sensational. Bringing in players like Delict, they brought in Mane, they brought in um Gravenberch, they brought in Maserawi on a free. Yeah. Like the German clubs do it differently, and we see it with Dortmund as well. Yeah. Bayern's a machine. Yeah. They yeah. they just they're gonna win the Bundesliga again. I mean, their business is great. Actually, I don't know. Dorman, I would watch out for Dorman this year. I think they'll be okay. I thought Ronaldo would made a lot of sense at Dorman. I I, I think that made so no, much. No, no, no. It, it makes sense with losing Seb Haller to te- exactly. like, for the season. He's gonna be out for the season, right? I think he's gonna be out for, for the, most season. Of the season. Yeah, that makes perfect. Ronaldo's looking for a one year type of thing. Yeah, you get your Champions League there. But I'm just saying, it makes more sense for Ronaldo to go back to Sporting. Because Sporting are guaranteed Champions League every single season. He I just agree. wants Champions League goals. I know. He he, he loves records. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'm a Ronaldo fan. He's my favorite player. He's the greatest of all time, in my opinion. He I think all, all three Mourinho of us, right? Wait, 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 real ago. quick. All three of us are Team Ronaldo, right? Absolutely. 100%. I love that. Yep, yep. If you don't like Messi, get out of here. We don't like you. Uh, you're not, I'm joking. Uh, WMSC welcomes anybody of any sort. We do not. Uh, you can listen if you want. We're not forcing anything on you. There's no Liverpool fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Mihao. Sorry, Mihao. Oh, no, nah, but in seriousness, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is it worth it to go to Sporting for, what, like three Champions League goals? It's not going to be three. Are you kidding me? No, look, what he did. look at look at what he did with United, bro. I get it, bro. Yeah, but he carried us in the Champions League. He's got to be playing in one of the big five leagues. Has to be. I don't think so. I, I wanted him at Chelsea. No, yeah, but, yeah, but uh, he's going to, I'm telling you right no one understands how Ronaldo's going to ruin your club. He won't he, ruin our club. I think he will. When, with well, with with brand new ownership, where there's not that much of a defined role in uh the the board at the moment of a whole new Chelsea's doing a whole new thing right now with Todd Bowley. It's too much of a risk to throw Ronaldo in there because it's it's just gonna like put. I'm not, I'm trying to think of the right analogy. It's basically trying to put a piece of paper into a cog. It's gonna slow it down and mess things up a bit. I think we can afford to have him up there because what we struggled with last season was goals. 
Ronaldo, you bring him to Chelsea, he's going 15 goals. Yeah, but I'm just sure. saying this. I don't think United... Deliver, I, Jane, think, just think about Reece James on the right delivering Ronaldo the perfect but I'm, I'm just telling yeah. you right now, I don't think United would allow him to go to Chelsea because no, they know what, what would happen. I think, I think also think Tuchel probably didn't want him. Yeah, Tuchel doesn't. I was going to say he that. Yeah. He, for some reason, he, no, does, he, he doesn't. doesn't no, but he, he does Okay, so this goes to the he next topic. He doesn't want to deal with his attitude, too. We're just the next topic about what we think about Thomas Tuchel. Um, Tuchel does not handle egos well. We saw this at PSG. He couldn't handle the Neymar and Mbappe egos. We've seen this recently at Chelsea with the likes of a Lukaku because he is a bit egotistical. We've we spoke about this on the show before. He he treats himself to be as let's say an NBA type talent, right? That's how he acts like. He acts like one of those like basketball players. He's always like cocky on it, like Lukaku. Yeah, yeah. that's how he acts, right? So I think for Thomas Tuchel. He needs a team where everyone buys into the system. There's no overarching egos. No one questions how it goes. You have to buy in. And if you have Ronaldo there, questions are going to be thrown at you nonstop. I agree. I mean, I just thought it was a risk worth taking. You would have got him for probably $20 million. He pays for himself market value just off short sales. Yeah, but right? salary? Come on, dude. United's paying him 500 k a week right now. But yeah. he just brings in so much value to the team. He brings in goals. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, Tuchel will bench him. He will bench any player. He does not care. Yeah. I mean, Boley did meet with uh, George Mendes. I think Boley wants And he did Ronaldo. want it, but yeah. apparently what's reported, I mean, I think it's true, uh, Tuchel said no. And that, that's Tuchel's... what I like about what we did this window is Tuchel is very involved in the yes. process. It's like, Which is okay, good. Boley said, do you want this guy, this guy, this guy? Tuchel, I want him. Eh, eh, I don't want him. It, yeah. it, it worked well. I have, I have a proposal for you. Right. You take Todd Boley. Oh, no, you give us Todd Bowley, we give you the Glazers. We, right, we you just... give us like $3 billion more, though. Okay, but we'll also throw in Harry Maguire, we'll pay you more. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> Listen, I like the Bully. I like Bully. I'm, I'm excited for the Bully era. I know there was a lot of skepticism, like, oh, I mean, he's not going to splash money like Abramovich. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're the highest spender this year. We have a lot more business to do, I think. Yeah. I think Fofana is probably going to happen. Leicester just put him training with the U23s. Brendan Rodgers pretty much just said he's, he's done. He's gone. We're just working it out. Yeah. But, yeah, and then De Jong, he's going to stay at Barca, I think. I think he wants to stay there. But Fofana is a big signing. Yeah, but, yeah but De Jong staying at Barca is going to ruin all of their transfer business. It is. Someone, he wants to stay, though. Yeah but, yeah, but, yeah, but someone's going to go in, pay his deferred wages. Even though it's messed up, there's no reason why Barcelona should not be paying out his wages. There's no reason. What Barcelona's doing is criminal. Yeah, it is. It's 100% criminal. Yeah. But I'm making the point of the fact that someone's going to go in, they're going to pay his deferred wages, they're going to take the risk, uh, and I could see that being a United or Chelsea. I can see Todd Bully just saying, you know what? Jorginho, he's not really doing it for us anymore. We want, we need someone to help Kovacic and Conte. I want Mount still playing out on the right side to help out in the front. Kai, why not have him be a false sign? Why not have Frankie De Jong help him out? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to have De Jong on. I, I'm, but I will say I love Jorginho. I, the, the hate he's been getting is very unfounded in my opinion. He, he brings you so much stability. I mean, when, you, he, when he's on the ball, you just know, guys, Jorginho's on the ball, everything's all right. Here's the thing. My only worry with having a Jorginho on that team is that it sort of takes away from the ability that having Conte in the in Kovacic and midfield can do. But the reason Jorginho plays that is because when they're injured. If Kovacic and Conte are both healthy, they're in the team. I think but I think there's an issue with Conte lately. Yeah. It's that he's been aging out. Yeah. Well, when you play like how he does for yeah. what's His been it's it's been seven years now, right? Twenty fifteen he came to the Prem with Leicester. He was I think he went to Leicester in twenty fourteen when they were in the championship still. Like Conte, well he's being able to do what he's been doing 
for this long of a time takes a toll on the body. Like, not everybody's a Cristiano Ronaldo at 38, still looking like, you know, like, world's sexiest man on People's Magazine. <laughs> Those nice abs. And the, oh, I'm, just, well, I'm sorry, I zoned out, boys. I'm sorry. <laughs> they focus, they focus. <laughs> they focus, I'm sorry. It's Ronaldo, bro. I can't control myself. Um, <laughs> no, all jokes aside. Uh, but, no, it, uh, you, uh, it's tough. Like, because don't get me wrong, I would love to see Chelsea fail as well, uh, same as you. Um, but... I do agree that there's so much there just of, like, raw talent ready to go. Things just aren't clicking right, and there is something to be worried about. Yeah, and the only thing is, like, I'd love to have De Jong on the team, but I think if we sign De Jong this year, that means we're not getting Declan Rice next year. I think I still get Declan Rice next year. I don't think so. I mean, you still have Kovacic still playing well. I don't know what's going to happen with Jorginho or Conte. They maybe might leave. I think Jorginho will get re-signed, but splashing $80 million on... De Jong and then a hundred million or hundred twenty million on Rice next year. I don't hey, know. Hey, bro, that that's that that's that bully money, bro. That's we'll that that's that sugar daddy money, bro. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah his, his wallet's heavy, but yeah, I'll take De Jong. He's very good against the press. I think him and Kovacic in the midfield would be so good together. I just don't think he doesn't want to leave Barca. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he's is not that going to United. I mean, you never know. It, I mean, you never know. The, gla- the, the, the Glazers are scared. They might lose their. They might lose their cash cow. You don't know. Yeah. We have a week left. I don't know. I feel like if you guys, if he wants to go United, it would happen already. Ah, I mean, uh, see, the reason why I disagree with that is because of this deferred wages issue. Had he not had this issue going on, you know, this whole summer, I think we would have seen De Jong at you know, United or Chelsea or whatever Well, that was the thing is that earlier, Barcelona was ready to take bids for them, but they wanted clubs to pay his wages as well. They're playing well, games. They're playing look, well, they want, games. Well, they wanted clubs to pay wages or they didn't want to pay his wages out. But that's, but that's sort of the beauty of, so- of soccer slash football, wherever you are. Um, shout out to our listeners internationally. Uh, the thing is, is that when you – that's the biggest beauty about – this sport is that when you sign these contracts, these contracts are guaranteed. There's only one other sport that does that. It's really baseball. I mean, granted, with football it is, but they can cut you off at any time. But with like same thing as baseball, your your money is guaranteed for your wage. And in order for that way, in order for you to leave a certain club or a team, you have to have that wage paid out before you leave. That's a, that's the whole point of terminating a contract. But what Barcelona is trying to do is criminal. You you can't go in, say you're broke, be X amount of millions of millions in debt, and then try to shell out over two hundred million this summer on seven different players. Yeah, well, they granted, sold their, granted, yeah. two of them were on a free, so kudos, but still. Yeah, they sold their soul to buy those players. Let's be honest. Exactly. Like yeah. the things they gave up. Um, what was it? The merchandising. The merchandising and, TV and, TV and a Bar- Barcelona studio. And these supposedly. are long-term deals. Yeah, no. not. It's not good for your future. I think they're banking on the Super League. It's not going to happen, but for some reason, I think Laporte and the president of Barca, they, they want it. They, they, that's their only viability. I mean, what they're doing is criminal. What they're doing to Young is sad. I mean, you have Xavi even saying, oh, yeah, well, we want De Young. He might play center back. Come on. They're ruining He's not his a career. And that's why that's De, so Young, De Young has to, like, if he, like you're saying, you know, he wants to stay at Barca, but also he, if that's really his stance, he needs to wake up and realize Solid that houses, yeah. you're going to waste so much. I mean, even if it's a year, like some people will say, oh, it's just a year. What do you mean? A year of you not playing in the right position or being, you know, a thrown out. Is the is, prime is of wasted. his career, too. Yeah, He's you can't old. do that. You have to leave. Dude, all I'm just saying is that it didn't go well for Delict at Juve. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone well for Donny United. 
Every first team these Ajax boys have gone to just hasn't worked out. Where the second team, they, they're going to go and explode. And oh. I think De Jong leaving, and if he even goes to a Chelsea or even if he goes to a Liverpool, honestly, Liverpool could use him. Any club that takes him right now, he is going to go supernova. I guarantee it. Yeah, I agree. I, I do think he's been playing good at Barca, though. Oh yeah, of course. I just think he's been doing. He's been spread out too much. It's either he's forced to play defensively too much, or yeah. he's forced to be in the attacking third. It's too definitely much. not his fault. It's no fault of his own. Yeah, he's he's a box to box. We saw it. at Ajax. It was a midfield three of Ziyech, De Jong, and Van de Beek. Van de Beek was a defensive midfielder. Donny was box to box, helping out the uh, Van de Beek when he had to, and Ziyech was that attacking force. It's just, it's the same thing we see time and time again. In that you just trying to play players where they just don't play well. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do have to talk about is Kieran Trippier's free kick. My God. We, we skipped over it in the Newcastle review, but I was thinking about this. Literally, the reason why I've been forgetting so many stuff because it's been running like replays in my head nonstop while I've been talking. What do you guys think about Kieran Trippier? Because I spoke about this on the show before. When he was at Tottenham, I wasn't really sold on him. He went to Atleti. He looked good. Like in England, I was always worried about him playing. Like Ali, we've had this discussion before yeah. when United was interested in him. But him at Newcastle, I don't know what he has his like swagger to him. Like you know, he's looking, he's looking really good. I'm like, it's it's sort of like when you miss out on like on, on the on the one girl you were like iffy about, and now you're like, wow, I want I want to go back. You know, like, can, I, can I reverse my decision, please? <laughs> like, uh, like I'm actually really like uh, he is going out. I'm speechless with what he's going to do this season, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that free kick was insane. Um, I was very skeptical when they bought him in the first place. I felt like, yeah, you're just trying to bring a big name into Newcastle. but Well, also been, a leader, and he's yeah, been sensational. He's captain already. He's yeah. been playing great. Great signing. I was curious to think, do you guys think that was uh, a second yellow? Ah, I don't think so. I, I don't think so either, but a lot of people yeah. online I saw were d- debating it. That's I, a tough call. I, I think... You, the United game really showed it. There was a lot of like weak yellow cards being called, especially for Liverpool. Like that's the one that I felt bad for because like players like Harvey Elliott and some of them were putting in spectacular challenges against some of the United players, and yet they're getting called yellow cards for it. Yeah, I think it's a first yellow, but not a second yellow. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah, he's been great. I mean, Bruno Gimaresh, a Champions League quality midfielder, made it to Newcastle. I, I said this: Newcastle's finishing sixth this season. They have them. They have. They have. They have more than bully money, my guy. Like I'd be a little worried oh, about you guys. They have. They have. They have more money than Chelsea. They have more money than Man City right now. They like I. Bond, yeah. yeah. Exactly. They. Oh my god. I'd be worried. Yeah, they're trying to be like a. a super I mean, I think they'll take now. over what West. I think they'll do what West Ham did last season. Well, West Ham finished eighth. I think they're gonna take that top they, six spot. I thought West Ham finished seventh. No. Did they finish seventh? I thought they finished eighth. They finished that Conference League spot. I know that. I think it was it. I think they were actually right after us. So I think was it. Yeah, because you guys finished sixth, they finished seventh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah they finished seventh. seventh. You're right. Yeah. Listen, seventh oh, wait, eighth was Leicester. I'm sorry, eighth yeah, was Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Like <laughs> no, you're good. Don't worry. It. No, it yeah, I can see them finish. They're definitely gonna finish top half. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, they've been looking great, but it's a long season. I mean, some people are like, yeah, they're finishing top four. No shot. I don't think it's top four job. I do see. I do see it being maybe. I think they can make top six. I think they can break top six, but leaving United out. 
I don't want to get my hopes up. I was I'm very I'm very pessimistic right now with United. We're making top four. Ali, did you That's not? Ambitious. I'm a little. Did you not listen to last week's episode? I, <laughs> I haven't listened to. I it placed yet. them. I put United at ninth. Wow. Yeah, that's, ninth. that's very um, very optimistic, Artie. No, very <laughs> pessimistic. But I also I put Chelsea fifth, Arsenal Ouch. Arsenal third, and Tottenham fourth. I'm not buying into the Arsenal hype. I'm not buying into the Spurs hype. Uh, no, Spurs. It makes total sense. Perisic out left. You brought in Jed Spence, Yves Basuma, who has been spectacular in the Premier League, and Richarlison. I mean, great recruitment. That team finally has the depth that it needs. They're, they've been able to get rid of players like Ndombele and Lacelso, who haven't really worked out. I feel bad for. Honestly, I'll take a Lacelso United. Don't mind if I do. But I, 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 I think this is going to be a very interesting year. Very interesting. I think Spurs got top four, but they don't finish above. Like Chelsea. I hate Arsenal, but Gabby Jesus, please help me. Please keep helping my friend, fantasy Premier League. I really appreciate you. <laughs> um, whoever has Rodrigo out there, shout out to you. You were the smart one since day one. Whoever got him, no, you just got him recently. You don't get to talk. I'm rooting I'm, for him, though. Yeah, but I'm talking about these people who got him like first week. We're like, you know what? This might be a cheeky signing. Why not? To you out there, I respect you if you did that. But let's see. I'll, yeah, I I want to go back to this Thomas Tuchel conversation because. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk online about saying that Tuchel's not good enough for Chelsea. Nonsense. Nonsense. But we have we have the most fickle fans on the planet. Yeah. And it hurts to see because I am Tommy. I'm Tommy Tuchel through and through. Yeah. He's perfect for us. He's gonna be our longest serving manager since Ranieri, I think. Maybe even more than him. Okay. I think we're, he's gonna be. We're gonna extend him this. We're gonna extend him this year to like 2026. He's gonna be a long term manager, and I think there's a good chance he he becomes our best manager ever. He'll pass on Reno. He's got to win the league. He won the Champions League in his first six months. Oh, nah. Wow, hot take. Pass Mourinho, no, you think? No, I think he will. No. I think he'll oh finish. I'm I, Marino. Think, I love Mourinho. No, Mourinho. no, no. I'm going to say this. No, I'm going to say this right now. He's finished. You, every Chelsea fan wow. disrespects Frank Lampard too much. No, oh. I, I think, here's the thing. I think Frank Lampard gave the building blocks for Tuchel to really thrive when he took over that team. 100%. Because that season, going from a Lampard to a Tuchel, the way how that team transitioned to how... Because Lampard had an idea, and I think because he was so new to coaching, he really couldn't portray it as well. And Tuchel saw what he was doing, so instead of trying to implement his own thing, he's like, you know what? I'm going to take what Lampard was doing and make it better than what he was trying to do. That's fair. And I, I think well, Besmer always disagrees with me, so finally people agree with me. Thank you. But I, I think that there's not enough respect given to Frank Lampard, which is why I have high hopes for Everton. Because being able to convert Alex Wolby to this wannabe winger who can pace out and skill out everybody to a solid central midfielder is something I can see in Lampard's like path of making a good team. Yeah, I mean, listen, he deserves the credit. He did. He brought in the signings. He brought in Kai. Kai won the Champions League for us, mm-hmm. right? But... Bringing up players like Tamori, bringing in players like Reese James. Playing Mason Mount. Yeah. Him. Yeah, I mean... He played the youth, and yeah. I love that. We got Mason Mount out of it, Reese James, you know what I mean? But two holes an upgrade. Two holes oh, yeah. what we yeah, needed. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I didn't want Lampard to go out because I, I hated the way Abramovich ran it in the sense that new manager every season, every other season. I mean, you got to play a manager and stick with them. Mm-hmm. Klopp, first few seasons were rough. Yeah. Stick exactly. with the manager. Let them establish a system. That's why I'm two holes. But I, I think Liverpool fans understood what Klopp was doing. I especially I think that it was that Norwich game where they were, like, tied 4-4. It was, like, 88th minute. And then Bobby, Bobby Firmino out of nowhere just bags that fifth goal for them, you know? Seeing where that project is going 
is exciting for fans. Like it was, especially when Ferguson first took over United. Same thing. He was finishing like seventh, fifth, fourth. Like he wasn't finishing that high in the league at all. And then slowly but surely, you see these results, you see what the team can do, and then it keeps progressing, progressing, and progressing. I think because there's too much instant gratification in football that there's not enough people giving time to what there can be. 100%. People are too impatient in a tough league. Yeah. That's what it is. But, yeah, I mean, I think most fans are on with Tuchel. I think most fans back him is just a loud minority that are so fickle. They're one game they love Jorginho, one game they hate him, one game they love Tuchel, one game they hate him. Oh, don't worry. Every game I hate Jorginho, so you're fine. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Real quick, you're listening Top of the Hour on WMSC Upper Montclair. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I think people are getting on him hard for the Leeds game, but just give him time. It's three games into the season. Relax. Have a drink. Enjoy the game. We're going to be back. We're going to play Leicester. This week, I'm optimistic. I think we'll get the win. Have a drink of water out there, guys. Yeah. Water, you know, a nice, a nice little soda. Yeah. A g- or you know what? Or you know what? A, a, a cheeky little seltzer. You know, I've, I've been craving some seltzer water lately. I don't know about you guys, but you know, seltzers yeah. Yeah. always comes in yeah. clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's water, but a little fizz, a little yeah. spice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we'll bring in Fofana. <laughs> All will be well for the Blues. What do you think of? What do you think of United maybe sweeping in for Fofana? Have you heard of this? Are you bringing this up to me because I never heard of it? Are you making this up to get No, I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm actually, I'm genuinely being serious because there's reports and rumors out there that United's trying to sweep in for Fofana instead. If United sweep in and take Fofana off us. <laughs> You're going to cry. You're going to cry. I, might, I will shed a tear. Me and Bezmir will be in a room together. We're going to put Marvin's room on and we're just going <laughs> to yeah. Because like it wouldn't be like it's not even like the first center back the fr- the first French center back that's stolen from you in the transfer window. Yeah, I mean that would that would be like stabbing me and just like uh, twi- twisting the knife. <laughs> oh, I don't man. think it's gonna happen. I think he wants to come to Chelsea. He, he, we already agreed to personal terms. Yeah, he's halfway out the door. I think he'll be a blow. He will be. Do you, well, do you do you think Fofana is actually gonna help out that much, or is it just helping with the stopgap of an issue? It's tricky because, yes, he will help with the stock of an issue, but he's a young player, mm-hmm. proven in the Premier League. My only reservation with him is he had a really big injury. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I'm surprised the price tag is so high. I know Leicester played a good amount. They paid like 43 Well, million. no, but you know what it is? Leicester has the, has money. They don't care. Like, they, they've been able to make profits yeah. off of so many and players. they also are hard negotiators. I mean, you yeah. guys saw with Maguire. They were not <laughs> giving an injury to Maguire. Yeah, 80 million. <laughs> I think Chelsea just really hesitant to pay a world record fee for him. The, for a center back, that might happen. I can might, see that. Might. I mean, we offered, I believe it was sixty million plus ten add-ons. Add-ons are the new thing now, I guess. Yeah. You know, every transfer. But like the add-ons are like, oh, for this and this, if it happens. Yeah, some add-ons then, are easy. I heard the add-ons are pretty ridiculous. Like if, but, if if he gets like five clean sheets, oh, you got to pay another ten million. Ha ha, jokes on you. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he helps out. I think he starts, and I think the second we sign him, we send out a Chalabon loan realistically. You know what? I think that's gonna happen. NJFC deserves to give me add-ons for every win our team gets. I should be getting paid. Legit, I don't get paid from them. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I want to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, all jokes aside. No, but Chelsea. I look Fofana. I think will help out a lot, especially if Koulibaly doesn't keep getting red cards. Um, and he'll learn so much on the Thiago Silva and Koulibaly. We'll <laughs> mold him into one of the best. You understand? Thiago Silva trained under Nesta and Maldini. Like everyone forgets that. Like those are more. Two of the best center backs ever play the game. Of course, like especially, and then having someone like a cool body to learn under, um, and then plus it helps fill out your issue of starting Trevor Chalaba, because mm-hmm. I personally don't see him as that great of a defender. So giving him time to mold and really adjust 
is going to help with having a Fofana in there. But I'm just worried for a Fofana because, like, at, at Leicester, we see him play well with the with the Johnny Evans, and uh, we've noticed with Leicester center backs, Johnny Evans really makes other center backs look good. Like he was always insulted at United, but if you see him play, like when Maguire was playing next to Johnny Evans, like Maguire looked so good because Johnny Evans was always doing the dirty work for Maguire. With Soyuncu, Soyuncu has had a big decline these past couple of seasons because there's been consistent injuries with Johnny Evans, and you see he's been going down. His performances have been off. So. Do you think that having enough experienced center backs with Thiago Silva and Koulibaly is going to help that out? 100%. I think, like I said before, they'll mold him into a great player, and he'll he'll learn so much. And Thiago Silva does, you said Johnny Evans makes a lot of players look better. Thiago Silva does this. Uh, but I know, but that's, that's the point I'm making, like, is that is, having that upgrade. figure is going to help done. him out a lot. Do you agree? He'll, yeah. be, he'll be even better for us. It's in a much more stable environment. I mean, Chelsea's back line is unbelievable. Yeah. Right, and it gives us it guarantees Reese to play right wing back. But here's my question: Can Thiago Silva play sixty plus games a season? Still, he did it last year. He he, he 50, did. He played fifty something games last year. He made made it to two, two finals. He defies age. Yeah. yeah, I wish he came earlier. Because imagine we had Thiago Silva when he was 29, 30, 31. He would have been a Premier League great. Guy's amazing. That's PSG for you with that money, bro. They just take it away from all the players. I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad we got him. You know, I what? think we're going to sign him for another year. Too. I, I got a perfect Todd Bully signing for you. Just sign Mbappe, bro. Mbappe, oh, <laughs> I love him. Do you want that ego though? <laughs> I, I think he's an ego worth taking. No, yeah, really. That's he, so, he just he's so good. He is. He is. I don't I like know. what he's doing. I've, Messi I've, and no, 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 Messi no, 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 anymore, no, no, no. I he's been disrespecting the boy Alfonso Davies, my guy. <laughs> With the girl, I, I, Alfonso Davies gets a heart condition. His girl leaves him for Mbappe, my guy. I'm sorry. I don't have respect for it. I don't. So sorry. You lost my respect, Mbappe. You're not going to be one of the greats. There you go. I've called it. No, I'm just joking. No. Um, I, I don't think he'll play those games at Chelsea. I think Tuchel has a lot more power at Chelsea than I, he did at I, PSG. I don't know, bro. John Terry, he messed around with other people's Why? I'd be a little worried. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I don't think... It's not going to happen. He's not uh-huh. going to leave. I think... Um, it was, it was really weird not to see him leave Real Madrid. I think PSG had something on him. No, but I mean the, no, the money, the money, the money, my yeah. guy. The, I know it's the money, but it, it just Dude, didn't make sense. Dude, plus, plus he has he has like LeBron James shower. Oh, he's an power owner. At the, he's yeah, an owner now. He, he gets to decide what managers comes in. He gets to decide what players. Yeah. Well, like, that's why the relationship with him, Messi, and Neymar isn't that good right now because he was trying to get. Neymar out and Neymar knows about yeah, it and he's so like, like alright I'm not yeah. gonna be chill such a bad you. environment there it feels yeah. like there's a divide between the South Americans and the Europeans there as well it does yeah. kinda yeah. it's terrible for a locker room yeah. well I'm excited for the new manager that's coming in Galtier because he's a really like traditional manager of building up a team building up youth um, buying within the league because we saw they bought in uh, they bought in a player from the league and who did really well uh, we see investments in the team. So hopefully that sort of changes it up where instead of them trying to be wannabe Galacticos, they'll start smartly investing in the team and not paying $300 million for a Neymar or $198 million for an Mbappe. That'd be great. Um, yeah, or, even with the drama they're having now, they're playing unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my I mean, God. Do you see how many goals are scoring? Crazy. I'm, I'm really angry Messi's playing well right now. Really 
Yeah. Messi I mean, looks great. We, we were saying this on match yeah. week. How funny would it have been if Ronaldo had gone to PSG and Messi would have won a Champions League because of Ronaldo? It would have been like cementing the legacy. That'd be funny, but there's no way Ronaldo joins that team yeah. and that works with yeah. those four players. Absolutely not. There's no Neymar way. left. No, there's not no, enough no, goals. Mbappe right. No, Messi at camp. Ronaldo at striker. Here's the thing. The rest of the team's got to defend for them, but... Who cares? <laughs> no, I mean, in today's football, you can't. Ah, yeah. You can't have but four players just, not engaged in the press. Or... I think Mbappe left, Ronaldo would have been a cool signing. Yeah. Uh, Put Neymar on the left, Ronaldo up front. If Neymar had left, Ronaldo would have worked, honestly. I wanted Neymar at Chelsea so bad. Yo, how about the disrespect to Di Maria? Went to Juve. <sighs> what up? I love Di Maria. And Neil Di Maria. Wish he never left Man United, but, you know, he got robbed, so he had to leave. His wife's so I, I think he wa- kind of wanted to leave PSG, don't you think? Yeah, because me- as soon as Messi comes in, he takes a spot. True. And personally, Di Maria is the better Argentinian, in my opinion. Wow. Than who? Whole claim. The Messi? Yeah, in my opinion. Like what? When, when it comes down to the national team, uh the, Already. I, I, uh, I love I love Angel Di Maria way bro. more. Not even just because of his main United years. Like, yeah, he was at United, that's fine, whatever. He but United. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's not even because of his United years. Oh, okay. What I'm just trying to say is that when you see him play, it's it's lights out. Like, you, does everyone forget how much of a great he was at Real Madrid? No, no, he, he's like nice how how amazing. how disrespected he was. He was forced out because of a James Rodriguez wonder goal. That's true. Like, yep. that is true. Even at even at PSG was carrying them on his back while Zlatan had left and Cavani was getting injured. It was just Di Maria, and then Mbappe and Neymar comes and he's making them even look. And everyone forgets how great Di Maria was into that Champions League lead up against Bayern. Yeah, he's a great player. Disrespected, underrated uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I think is he better than Messi for Argentina? <laughs> no, no, I don't agree. I with mean, that. How, how many penalties has uh, Messi missed for Argentina? Just saying, uh, just saying. The penalties are just, just, just saying. But hey, when it comes to great footballers, it's, it's the fine, the fine. You gotta look at the fine print. The fine numbers is what really defines them. So Ronaldo's better, anyways. On to the next topic, guys. We have games on the weekend. Yep. We're gonna go over them. Pull them out. You're going to give me your predictions for results. Um, just letting you know, I got I got like 75% of my predictions right. Or nah, not right. I'll and say whatever. Really 75% is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Let that's... me know your predictions. And if you're 75%, I'll toss a lot of money on your picks. Oh, uh, okay. So <laughs> did I ever tell you guys about my 30-game parlay story? 30 game 30 parlay. Game. So I did a 30 game parlay uh, last season towards the beginning of the season. I did 10 games Premier League. 10 games La Liga, and 10 games Bundesliga. I couldn't cash out because I got the first three games wrong for like each league. So I got the first league of the Premier League wrong, first game of the Bundesliga wrong, first game of La Liga wrong. So I couldn't cash out my bet. The rest of them ended up being right. Oh got 27 I got 27 goodness. right. Was this all in the same week of games? Yes. I couldn't cash out because all three of the games went wrong. All what three was of the, the first odds games. on that thing had you gotten it? Oh, if I I put in like five bucks, if I had hit it, I would have gotten like four grand. If you, oh, it would have to be bigger than that. It would be games? way bigger. Thirty games. No, 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 because there was a lot of teams where it's like Man City was like negative seven hundred. Yeah, uh, thirty games it still adds up. I mean, unless you put in a penny, I mean, would you would you bet? I bet five bucks. I told you. 
you would have definitely came out with like I, I thought you'd give about 500k. Like, yeah, like 400,000 or something. Like you, <laughs> you'd be in the Bahamas right now. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Uh, I wouldn't be on Magic right now, guys. No, just don't, don't you excited. No, no, no. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Uh, I oh, missed out on that bet. 27 out of 30. Yeah. Let me know your picks, man. I want to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, by the way, a match week is not fiscally responsible for any of your uh, options of uh, money making. We are not a financial podcast. We are here for fun and making jokes. Anyways, on to the next one. Fixtures. Saturday is when they start. So Saturday we have Southampton versus Man United. Ali spoke. He thinks United's going to get a win. I think it might be a loss or a draw. Mustafa, what are you thinking? I think United kill him. You think? Honestly. Yep. I think they come in full front again. Yeah. It's, it's at Southampton? It's, uh, it's at St. Mary's. At yeah. St. Mary's. Yeah. I still think United come out strong. Um, I wonder if Ronaldo's going to start. I don't think so. I don't think they so. have to get that sorted. But regardless, I think United win comfortably. Southampton. Is what is this like in two weeks? The truth will be told. Thing he's trying to be cryptic on social I media. Have a very pr- good prediction. I think. What, what's a conspiracy? What is okay. it? Okay, I think Ronaldo's gonna leave. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. I think he's gonna have a sit down with Piers Morgan, and he's gonna tell all. He's gonna dish out all the dirty laundry about United because he want he wants to look good in the media. Well, I I I, I think, think him and Piers Morgan have been texting. While this was happening, <laughs> Piers Morgan kind of hinted towards it on his Twitter. I think he's have a big sit down with him, an hour long sit down, and he's gonna dish out everything. I I I, I think messy. I I think he's gonna trash on the Glazers mainly, that's, which that's would what help out, too. which could work to your favor. My prediction, that, yeah. this is my prediction for the Ronaldo conspiracy. All this is gonna be the launch of Ronaldo's new clothing line. I thought you were going to say cryptocurrency. <laughs> Ronaldo's <laughs> cryptocurrency. He's, he's going to have Ronaldo punks, and they're going to be... NFTs. <laughs> I'd have to say there's still one F... Just to be go off topic real quick. There's still one FT project doing really well, which is 99 Originals. I talk about it on Instagram all the time. It is absolutely insane project because it's people taking like art and making it like digital art, which is pretty cool. Anyways, just wanted to talk about that. Pretty cool. 99 Originals. Big shout out. But... Yeah, so back to the tell-all of Ronaldo. He's going to give us some weird mind-bending news, whatever it is what it is. Results. This is what we care about. So we all in agreement for the Southampton United game. Mm-hmm. Brentford-Everton, I think this might be like a 2-2 draw or like a 3-2 at Brentford. Could I, be, yeah. I, I think Brentford come out. It's, in, it's at Brentford. They're home. Um I can just see like a Tony masterclass. I know, but also like a like I think we can't underestimate James Tarkovsky because he's he's known to handle big big like tall strikers like someone who's making a presence in the box. But then again, Ben Me on the other side now is a little weird. Usually they're playing together, so it's gonna be the first time we see them playing against each other. Pretty the thing cool. Is, Everton have so many injuries. I mean, I'm looking at this: Mina, Davies, Calvert Lewin. I mean, Gomez, Ducore, Townsend. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. That's, ben that's Godfrey, though, because of that Chelsea game. Yeah, Godfrey as well. And he's out for a while. Oh, man. Oh, man. But then also, also, Brentford's been missing Ayer, who's a big, big help in the defense. Kanos, who's been spectacular for them in the midfield. Uh, Pinnock, who's a good rotation player, but, you know, not going to matter that much for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still think Brentford come away with that. I think Everton are in shambles right now. I, here's the thing: if, if 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 Everton don't get a striker before this game somehow or some way, like like they if they don't get an instant like one day transfer, um, I I do see them losing just because they really don't have anything going forward to help them. Plus, this Anthony Gordon situation is not going to help the locker room figuring out like who's yeah. staying and who's leaving. All right. So it, I I I'm vying closer to a run for a win. I'm gonna go opposite. 
I think Everton will pull off a win. Not based on, you know, what we've seen so far. We're, right Ever- now, so far, it's like they look terrible, Everton is going to win because Frank Lampard is going to sub himself on. <laughs> He's going to be like... Not this point. <laughs> Let me show you how to score a goal. But they, yeah. They need to get something. They, they yeah. have to start... <laughs> something like it doesn't matter. They need they need a result. I mean, with that retrolis money, you should be able to find somebody to invest in. You're telling me there's no like championship striker. You should be like, you know what? Why not? Like, let's just mm-hmm. risk it at this point because there's nobody else who wants to come. There should be. I mean, I'm not the money. Shocked. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't you, get you, it. Well, no, last year they struggled with financial fair play because they spent I think over 550 million over five years, oh and they were goodness. close to not matching it with uh, their. Um, Earnings, revenues, yeah, their revenues. So that's what that was a risk last year. Why they couldn't really make that much signings, and this year they've made money from Richarlison and a few other players, but it's been a struggle to try to find the right replacements. Which is a lot of clubs. A lot of clubs can't find players right now. I get it, but you can't be too picky, especially when you're probably going to be in a relegation battle this season. Yeah, but this next game is going to be very, very difficult to call. Leeds versus Brighton. Yeah, that's going to be a great game. It's yeah, going to be a great tough. game. I want this to be like a 6-6 game. Like, just go yeah, crazy is what I want. I think it's going to be a draw. It's going to be a crazy game. It's going to be lights out. I'm hype. I'm rooting for the American guys at Leeds, even though they just whooped us last week. <laughs> but, yeah, Grand Potter just has Brighton. Bro, well, Jesse so March. signing at the new left back. Jesse March, the American Revolution. We're winning it again, boys. We won 1776. We're winning it again. The Americans are taking over. Okay. Jesse, we're ruining future. Don't don't call him PKs again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. But no, but here's the thing, right? Because you have electric form of Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo, Daniel James looking class in the wing, Brendan Harrison linking up. You have Tyler Adams really shoring up that position that Calvin Phillips left. Um, they, they do have injuries. Junior, Junior Firpo's been out. Uh, Cooper is out. Ailing's out. Uh, bogus. He's a bogus player. Who cares? Patrick Bamford, their main striker, but it's a blessing and a curse he's been out because now Rodrigo looks like he's been finding his spot in the team. I think Bamford's uh, role in the team is in serious jeopardy with Rodrigo's form. Yeah, but... I think so too, but then how long can this form last? Do you think? Exactly. Do you that's, do you, that's, do you, that's do you think? Yeah. Do you think it's a purple patch, or do you think it's an actual like his quality is finally coming out in the prem? I I need to see more games. Yeah. Before I say he's gonna finish with 15, 16 goals, but Bamford's coming off an injury. He had a rough year last year. I think what was it the year before he had a, he had a, lot, a bunch of goals. Yeah. Right? The, yeah. Pat, Patrick Bamford had, had like I think fourteen goals. He was a high up, which is still impressive. You just got yeah, you just got promoted. Yeah, yeah. Of course. But someone that I like that's been playing really well at Leeds is Jack Harrison. Oh, yeah. Jack Harrison. I remember class, watching the NYCFC. Man. I'm like, oh yeah. Why are you in that MLS? You are so good. Well, he was at City. He was on loan. Yeah. And it's a City Group. The City Group yeah, share with yeah, City Group. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he he's he's been electric. I mean, they have a lot of young talent there and. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I'll, the, I'll definitely the one it. person I'd be worried about not having is Stuart Dallas. He was someone last season who was a big stopgap for them playing right wing back, center mid, center back, forward. He's been someone who's been a class player for the club, and that's someone who you want against the Brighton, someone who's very versatile. Because, you know, Graham Potter, he's a little wizard. He'll find a way to fix somebody in. That's This is, this is I think, the toughest game to call this weekend. Is going to be this uh, this uh, Leeds Brighton game. Yeah. I'm going to say three three draw. Three three draw. I think yeah. We'll I, I, th- I think it's going to be a one nil victory. Really? For who? I think for Leeds maybe. 
for leads. Wow. I think I I, th- I think Brendan Aris is gonna pull off that cheeky through ball again, where somehow like goes forward and rolls back, defying gravity somehow. Yeah. I I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a result that surprises me though. Yeah, I think it should be a very close game. Very very close game. Mm-hmm. Next, Chelsea Leicester. Oh, big one. I think Chelsea's gonna bounce back. This is their bounce back game. Like they won their first game, they drew the second game, and they lost the third. So they need that bounce back victory. Like it's the same thing as Liverpool. Liverpool need that bounce back victory. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just a classic game. It's gonna be a game where we, I think, we just kill them. Yeah, it's at the bridge. It's gonna be electric. Yeah, I still don't know how the lineup's gonna look, but I'm confident. Leicester in really bad form. I mean, and I'm looking at their fixtures coming up. Brendan Rodgers. Um, his job might be in huge jeopardy. jeopardy I mean, you, have the, you, you have Chelsea, United, Brighton, Villa, Spurs. I just think coming out of those five games with maybe three points. I don't yeah. think Fafana's playing the weekend. They still have they still have Ricardo Pereira out, who's a big miss in that team. I I see this being a Chelsea win, probably like a one nil, two nil victory, just because I think Leicester's still gonna like fight the best they can to keep the victory going. I, I, does anyone else disagree? I don't see this no, really going I, well. Yeah, I, I think Chelsea yeah, will. I, like I think Chelsea. you guys will easily win this one. Yeah. Easily. I think so, too. Next, Liverpool versus Bournemouth. Liverpool are going to dog Bournemouth. <laughs> they should. Bournemouth are the, are the Norwich City of this season. They're going to get dog. Bournemouth getting relegated? Yeah, I have them at 20th. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, 20th? Yeah. 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 Um, the, but here's the thing. I think Bournemouth is that club where they come up, they take the prem money, and you see they really didn't spend that much on their team. They 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 focused it more on improving the club, sort of bounce back into the championship, absorb the money we get now from ticket sales and stuff, and then in the championship that's where we really progress the club, get better, and maybe make it back to the prem. That's what a lot of these like ladder clubs do because the gap between the championship and the prem now is getting a bit too wide. Because yeah. a lot of these clubs who are, who are spending a lot of time in the Premier League are getting a lot of cash flow. Exactly. And there's just not enough to help out the championship teams anymore. Yeah. yeah and that's why you see, like, Norwich coming up, coming down, coming yeah. up, coming down. Yeah. They're just not there yet. So for, like, Eddie Howe to, to talk about Bournemouth, it was kind of like a blessing in disguise that he got sacked. Because, like, look at yeah. his position now. Well, Eddie Howe, it's him. like he didn't just, like, get sacked and, like, took a break and relaxed. Like, he went all over and was just learning. Like, he yeah. went to Atletico. He wasn't even a part of the coaching staff. He just, like, basically interned with that's, that's amazing. With uh, the Atletico, like, coaching staff. which is Simeone's team and stuff. That's what, like, being able to just watch Simeone coach. And then also just exploring the Netherlands. And he is somebody who went all around the world, like, try to improve his skill of a lifestyle and has brought it back tenfold with Newcastle. Yeah. This is a whole new manager of, Tenny, of of Eddie of Eddie Howe. It's a whole new ball game of what he's bringing to this club, yeah, to, to Newcastle. When Newcastle first got born, Eddie Howe first got signed, I always said, you want to be the second manager of the, the new ownership group. But Eddie Howe... He might be the one for them. Yeah. Well, honestly. technically he was. Well, you know what I mean. After, after <laughs> te- his signing. Yeah. Because I mean. Eddie Howe, what I thought of it was Eddie Howe, he's going to get them top ta- top half of the table, and then the next manager, he's going to have the big signings, they're going to push for top four. Mm-hmm. But he might be the one. He might be. Just to say yeah. this real quick, anybody who thinks Steve Bruce is a good manager, just stop listening. I, I'm being perfectly honest. Because I would, I had this argument with Besmere nonstop, because he doesn't give enough respect to Eddie Howe. Because last season, I was making the point that Eddie Howe deserved man- manager of the season. 100%. I think being able to take uh, Newcastle, who were supposed to get relegated, they lost 14 games before he came. They were in the relegation. There were no chance of them making it back, and he was able to bring a bounce back, rebuild this team, and being able to make them contenders for the next season as well, I thought was more than impressive than what any of the other, other managers could have done. 
Uh, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, if I, you won it, I couldn't have argued. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I was just saying it's like, Besmer saying, "Oh, Steve Bruce was good enough." I'm like, ah, you don't really, nah, you don't know. Uh, no, 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 no. Steve Bruce's time is is kind of up with. I I, I really hope he doesn't coach anymore. He was a great United player, but yeah. I mean, he not. did well also for uh, you know what was he? He was coaching or no, no, no. That was uh, what, what, what was it? Hull, I think Hull City. Hull City? No, I, I'm forgetting. I, I might no, be, he he was he was with Hull for one season, but I think that was with, when Hull were in the championship. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, obviously, Liverpool were winning. We're not even going to dispute that whatsoever. Just imagine Liverpool have another upset. I would absolutely just be ecstatic. Yeah, I mean, it has to be the bounce back game, right? Again, I'm sorry, Mihao. I feel bad for you if that would happen, but I would be so ecstatic if they lost. Oh, my God, crazy. Next, Man City versus Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace is going to put a performance. This is their bogey game today. They dropped points against them both times last season. I know. And, like, Palace looks so much better than last year. Man. Even with having someone who I don't think Eberiche Eze is good enough, especially when you have someone like Olise who's better. Who's really? injured right now? Because mm-hmm. if you looked at, if you were watching that Chelsea game, first game of the season, I'm sorry to say it, but Palace should have won. Like if, if Arsenal, I, Arsenal, was it Arsenal? Yeah, the first game was Arsenal. It, it was. Right, it right, was right. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Arsenal. I apologize. It was Arsenal. Yeah. No, that that first game against Arsenal, if Eze uh, uh, puts away two of those open chances mm-hmm. he has, the whole it's a whole different season That's for true. Arsenal. You could argue Palace had a better game that game. Oh yeah, like and Arsenal Ars- fans, were like yeah, Arsenal killed him. No, no, I I game. hate. Of the fact that people were like, "Oh, Arsenal breezed through Crystal Palace." No, no. Was a good game. Crystal Palace were good from the twentieth minute to the seventy fifth minute. Mm-hmm. Like that whole entire part of the game, they dominated. But the first fifteen, kudos to Arsenal, they did it right. Like they got the goal, absorbed pressure for a majority, then got the second goal. Granted, it was unfortunate because it was deflection off of Mark Gahey. You know, nothing you could do there. But Crystal Palace, I see, might pull a draw or maybe even a win over City. Yeah. It's typically the Borgia game, but I, I think City will win. I know, like, City should be winning Dropping this game. Dropping points back-to-back for them is pretty rare. Yeah, but hey, this is this is a rare Premier League season. This I is know, a this season is, this where anything and everything is happening, and I'm absolutely loving it. From my neutral perspective, I'm loving it, but I'm hating it when I see United 4-0. <laughs> Yeah, that was not good. And the worst thing was Ali. I was in Staten Island. I was outside by like this nice pool. Shout out to my friend Malik, great guy. Um, I was outside this like nice in-ground pool, sitting there in a floaty, had a drink, just chilling, watching the game. And I'm just slowly, slowly, slowly like just getting depressed, sinking into the water, <laughs> not wanting to watch the game. It was really, really horrendous. But that's that's what I'm saying. The Premier League is the I think this is the best season for anybody who is like a neutral or wants to get into the sport 100%. to be watching because yeah. it is a sensational game, game after game after game. We got the best players, we got the best managers. Yep. I mean, the managers in the Premier League right now is unbelievable. Top notch. Probably the strongest it's been since I can remember. Yeah. I, I say ever. Yeah. I've. This is ridiculous. I mean, you're talking Tuchel. The, I mean, the last Pep, time last Klopp. time we saw the league like this, it was basically early, early mid-2000s when Arsenal were still up top. Chelsea were Mid. fighting with Mourinho just signing to them. You saw teams like Spurs like coming up with upsets around then. It was, it was a fun time. I mean... That was back when Leeds were still like a dominant club mm-hmm. to be reckoned with. You yeah. Know? It was and plus Alan Shearer at Newcastle. Don't forget. Crazy. Premier League goal scorer of all time, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean but this is a great time, like you're saying, like yeah. for us fans and all the neutrals. I mean, even doesn't matter, whoever you support. Especially for all the neutrals. If you're not a fan of the sport and you wanna be 
Get a random number generator. Line up the teams <laughs> one to twenty. Wherever you get, that's your team. That's you're gonna have fun. You're gonna love it. Exactly. Unless you're a United fan. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, hey, Chelsea. Bro, weekend. be careful. Be careful, Chelsea. I don't know. I'd be a little worried. But no, I will say um, that this is perfect because there's a lot of competition, and then right into the World Cup. So yeah. it's gonna be a great time. Great time. Yeah. Next, we have Arsenal versus Fulham. I can see this being Arsenal's first loss of the season. Really. They have three back to back. I think Mitrovic. He's just granted. I I know you're not on the hype train, no, but not. Mitrovic. He he's gonna be a menace just because I want to see how much a Saliba can handle somebody like that. Because we've seen how well he was in the league and what he was able to do uh, within like Europa League and stuff like that. Uh, or was it did, did they play Conference League or Europa League? Marseille. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Europa. Was it? But either way, he played in a European competition. Yeah, yeah. He's playing against extensive different types of teams. And now what we're going to see in the Prem, I mean, so far he's been able to handle the first three games well. See what happens from there. Gabriel looking like a whole different player this season. The bald look is like throwing me off, but he looks completely different. Um, And then Ben White, who was a record transfer for center back for Arsenal. Right. I, I mean, if I'm Arsenal, play back three. You let Kieran Tierney run wherever he wants. Tomiyasu run wherever he wants. Do you have Saka? I mean, well, Sinchenko okay in the midfield? Hmm? He's been playing okay right back. Yeah, because well, yeah, Tomiyasu's been injured, so he's been filling in well. I do have to say, I'd much rather see a midfield three for Arsenal of Odegaard, Partey, and Zinchenko because it's a waste. Yeah, because I think it's a waste having Zinchenko at left back when you have someone like a Kieran Tierney. And Zinchenko's true position is playing box to box in the midfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, who I really feel for who's such a good player on the bench, Smith Rowe. He, dude, yeah, he's so unlucky. Player. He's he, not going to get a lot of minutes. He's he's not going to start oh, over Odegaard, and he's not so going to start over he had Martinelli. Such a good season last year. I know. Uh, well, he got injured, and then that's where yeah. Martinelli sort of blossomed. You know. Yeah. But yeah, Smith Smith Rowe is going to have a tough one. I mean, Gabby Jesus. We spoke about it earlier. I mean, even <sighs> if he doesn't get you a goal, he just creates so many good chances. That's why I, I was so was angry. So I was so angry the first week for FPL. He was creating so many chances for Arsenal yeah. players <laughs> just for them not to score any of the goals that he set up. But no, oh, Odegaard gave assist. Why not give it to Odegaard? <laughs> ah, ah, he's gonna do. He's gonna do great. He's gonna do great. <laughs> and in terms of this game, I, I think Arsenal will get a result. They're gonna win. I think. Two three zero. The only reason two I'm, three I'm, zero. You think? Man, I'm not sold on Fulham. I think they're way too reliant on Mitchell for scoring. I, and but, he's not going to score every game. But I, I think that team knows how to defend well because of how well they were able to handle like a fully fledged Liverpool side. It wasn't like it was just oh the B team of Liverpool. Like everybody, it was a full fit team. Yeah, I mean Liverpool still got two goals, but but they also came back with two goals. Like, true, it's true. I, I th- Arsenal will Arsenal at some point in this season, just not this week. Arsenal will yeah, Arsenal. I, I, this I season. was just gonna say that I think Arsenal will win this game. You know, I I agree. Like maybe two zero, three one. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think Arsenal right now they're gonna take advantage, or they already are taking advantage of this kind of easier schedule. But mm-hmm. like already saying, um, I think they will pull an Arsenal and start to drop points once they start facing the likes of Chelsea, City, and and all those top teams. Nope. I want to. I'm really excited to see this, like uh, how they play against the bigger teams, because I want to see what that dynamic will be with having a Gabby Jesus up there. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna, people still bring up the preseason game against Chelsea. Yeah, nah, preseason you can't. I mean, like, I might have won the Bangkok Trophy and then lost to Brentford 4-0. Come yeah. on, guys. And yeah, then, but true. then we also beat Liverpool again because we beat them yeah. preseason. So oh, good you know. game. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No, all jokes aside, I don't think preseason should be counted towards. Like, no. if you're a fan, I would not rely heavily on preseason. No. 
Now, for the Sunday games, these are a couple of good ones. So Sunday we have Aston Villa, West Ham. I think these are two underperforming teams. You have a Diego Carlos who's uh, hadn't played that well, out injured. And you have a West Ham who's just not been clicking this season. Like, granted, they got the striker backups they need, and they've bought the center back backups and everything. They've been able to hold, keep hold of Declan Rice, but something just doesn't seem right. It's like not just, it's not meshing well. Um, it's like they they lost the form. They, I think that Europa League semifinal really messed with that team. Um, mm-hmm. Not beating Frankfurt, it was horrendous refereeing. Um, I'll still say that till till every day. Um, but I'd be a little worried if I'm West Ham because this game might slip up under them. I could see a Coutinho banger. I don't know where really given Aston Villa this win. I really don't know what to think about this game. I think West Ham are in dire need of a win. Yeah, I mean, zero points in three games for them. <clears throat> Unheard of. Usually they get a draw or something. Seriously. And it's like, who did they drop points against? Forest? Nottingham uh, Forest, I'd, I'd be Forest worried about. Forest is good, but come on. City, I get. You know, Brighton Bro. 2-0. Bowen has to show up. Bowen has to show up. I think he's so important to that team going in the attack. So... I, I really don't know how, what, to, what to think of this game. I, I'll go with the draw just because I'm not too confident in West Ham, but... I, that's not, I think it might be a 1-0 victory at Aston Villa, just I, like I said. I it, it might West Ham losing four games in a row. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but dude, but I'm telling you, it might be like a magical Coutinho moment. Like, yeah, 100%. That's really what it could be, all down to. It could be. I, I, think, I think West Ham are going to come out with this win only because... They are in dire need of a of a win, like you're saying, Mustafa. And if you have are in fantasy, I'm telling you right now, bring Antonio in, start him. He's gonna bag two <laughs> two goals for your watch. I'm telling you, he's gonna start bringing back that form from last they year. They need they need to start Skamanka. Yeah. yeah, I think they're, he's they're full ninety. They're trying to uh, bet him in because David Moyes had this experience with that United and even Everton. Every time you bring in a foreign player, they don't always bet in well. So you have to see how they do in training, and then see how it goes from there. It was sort of, it was sort of like the, it's the right approach you have to take. Like that's the one thing they didn't do with Jane Sancho at United. They just threw him in right away and expect the results. Like I agree, it slowly has to be a vetting process. I hundred percent agree, but I think they need points really bad. Something to change. Antonio's not it. He's not their solution. Well, because Antonio's played right wing, right back, striker. He's been thrown everywhere for that team. Skamaka is just perfectly built for the Premier League. I think. Yeah, Swatch he's the what, like six six, built like a like a monster. He's basically Woot Wet Horse by Italian. That's literally what it is. Yeah. yeah. I think they got to give him a, a, a really good, a good shot. And try it, man. Try it. I don't think Antonio's going to bag a goal against Aston Villa. So, so next two. game we have two. is two. <laughs> two. <laughs> He's going to pop off. So somehow. next next game we have Newcastle versus Wolves. I have Newcastle winning this. And also, in case you weren't listening, I had. Wolves getting relegated. What? what? You want to know why I say this? They have no attackers. They have they have no s- consistent striker. I have a question. Did a Portuguese girl break your heart? No, no, no. I'm just. <laughs> I'm I want I want a hot take and. That's a big hot take though. Well, I, I, Wolves because they don't have a stri- they have no one to really bring in goals. Like don't get me wrong, Pedro Neto's finally back from injury. He's a great player. That's the big. They thing, they now. brought in Gonzalo Guedes, but he's not a striker. He's a creator. I don't. He barely. He's not really a goal contributor. What about Raul? What if he starts to find some? Raul is still injured. Oh, is he? Yeah. I when does he come back? He comes back. I'll look at it right now. Oh, but I know he's still out injured right now. Oh man. Raul's injured. Or he, he probably no, he, he's coming back this week. I know he was injured last week. Really? I thought he played last week. No, I, I for a little bit. Or he might have came on late. Yeah, last he came week. on. I think he came on late. 
Um, but I, I remember when I was doing my Premier League know. review, he was Raul still out scored injured. last week. Did he actually? Oh, oh wait, sorry, I'm sorry. This is a uh, this was against Preston yesterday. It was I guess EFL Cup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he is back. Yeah. Okay. So he's finally back. Yeah. But he's still coming back from that head injury. Like yeah. he he got the here's the thing. If you got if you get the Peter Check injury, you have to wear the helmet. The difference if you're a goalie, right? Like, 100%. yeah. But being a, sh- a forward where you're known for your heading ability and working with the ball, it's a very tough thing to adjust with. He's gonna yeah. have to change his game. Yeah, and then plus having a Huangi Chan, who don't get me wrong, I love Huangi Chan. I thought he was absolutely sensational in the Bundesliga. I love the player. Yeah. I just don't think he meshes well with his Wolves team. Like, I see him meshing well better with a Newcastle or Aston Villa than I do with the Wolves. And they still rely on a Jamutino. Granted, they brought him Nunez, but. Uh, I think he's a great signing. He yeah, is a great Nunez signing. Uh, a don't get me wrong. He's a great signing. A great signing. But then again, they they always have great signings for the midfield or for the defense, but they never help out their forward line enough. I mean, you never know. Neto, like Neto just because uh, it's been a while since we've really seen him put in big performances. And I think, you know, maybe now he'll start to kick off. Raul bagged a goal against Preston. So, I mean, maybe that gives him some confidence. I mean, look, with Raul, don't forget, like, yeah, he's a great yeah. scorer with his head, but he's a finisher too. Yeah. The guy yeah. can score I, with his I feet. I do have to say know? there's two players out for Newcastle that you might be worried for. It's mm-hmm. Ollie Byrne, who mm-hmm. was a great center back last year. They brought him in the winter. He was just sensational. Great. But then also Callum Wilson is out. Really, he's gonna be out for that game. He's uh, he has he has a hamstring injury. Right. It says out for a few days. Yeah, yeah, they needed his sock man. He's a, he's always hurt. Yeah, son. yeah, that's so that's why I think this might be close, but also we might get again another Kieran Trippier free kick or a Saint Maximan wonder class or Bruno Guimaraes from top of the box out of nowhere bangs a goal. You know, I I I see this being more likely for a Newcastle just because of how well they've been like progressing and molding themselves as like a serious team now. So yeah. I have it there. Uh so I think Newcastle win, boys. Same. Yeah. Newcastle. Oh, I, I would say yeah. Newcastle win. All right. Yeah. Last game. Nottingham Forest versus Tottenham. Boys, I'm gonna say this right now. Jesse Lingard. Let's go. Jesse Lingard dub. J Ling's dub. Come on. <laughs> J King's my guy. Oh man. He's gonna he's gonna uh bust out a dance move on them. Make that make that stadium into his dance floor, my guy. Yeah, I, I think Forrest gets a result. Really? Not in Forrest is probably oh, gonna get a result. I, I do. I'm going opposite. I think Tottenham will win this I, one. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, Steve Cooper of Nottingham Forest. As a manager, what he's been able to do in, in the championship, he brought in a lot of lone players, brought up a lot of youth, had some experienced players. The way he's been able to mesh players, don't, he's, he's the reason why James Gardner is even being considered for the midfield for United now. Like oh. He is a f- phenomenal manager, and I'd be really, really excited. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just think Tottenham, like, the attack is going to be... Kane, Son, uh, I don't know, Kulisewski. It might be too much for Kulisewski's him. still on fire from last season. Yeah, man. he might be too much for Forrest, honestly. Uh, we'll see, though. It'll be my heart one. is saying full Forrest, but my brain is saying this might be a Tottenham win. Yeah. My heart's taking over my brain for this result. I want Tottenham to lose so bad. <laughs> you're a Chelsea guy. <laughs> yeah, you're Chelsea, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm saying my heart just for Jesse Lingard. I'm not saying because I hate Tottenham. Yeah. No, but for- Forrest have been playing good. They oh, have. yeah, this they is, have This been. is a game where Forrest can win. Like, I, would, I don't think it would surprise a lot of people if Forrest draw against Tottenham this game. No, yeah. I w- yeah. 
This is this, this, no, this, this is the game where if, if you're if you're putting in a bet, you do a tie no bet. You know what I'm saying? Draw this no is bet. Like, draw no bet. Yeah, yeah this I might agree. be a risky one. Um, I'm I'm for my heart. I'm going Forrest. Ali, you're going Tan him. Yeah, I'm going Tan him. I'm go. I'm gonna go draw. You're gonna go draw. Here okay. Uh, Jay Lings is the king. That's how we're gonna leave it off of today, guys. <laughs> you have been listening. Top of the hour. WBC Upper Montclair. This is Match Week, guys. Make sure you tell somebody you love them. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Shout out to Artie, the other Artie, uh, the lesser Artie. It's the superior Artie. No, no Artie, Mustafa, thank you so much for coming. Really love you coming. Ali, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a great time. Make sure you tune in if you'd like to. Uh, we are no call actions on the show. If you'd like to tune in live or offline, your call. Um, but thanks again for having us. I'll see you guys. Bye.